timing and also just uh, the trend gotcha. sort of bubbling up. Uh, Shovel Knight in particular is very based on uh, partially like Mega Man, right? But also um, Ducktales. Oh, Strangely that game, enough, that game is so good. Yes, you're totally because the the jumping with the cane. Exactly. Fuck. Ah! Exactly. Holy I, shit. I was hoping you would know what that was, so that's, that's perfectly good. Yeah. Bro. <laughs> they, that, when they were making this game, like, they cited... This was a big Kickstarter game. Uh, they directly <sighs> cited, like, we're going to make a fucking DuckTales game. Like, Dude, I, I remember as a kid playing the fucking <laughs> DuckTales game and being like, this. why is the DuckTales game so fucking good? It was a Konami game, and Konami was making killer games. Episode 17, recorded... January 6, 2022. Yeah, <laughs> yeah me too. Feel nasty as fuck. I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> Two weeks. <laughs> Shit. Yeah. I'll have what you're having. Um, yeah, this is my this is my winter my winter coat. <laughs> here. <laughs> so I'll shed it in, in mere months. Yeah. Or or you know, Texas in minutes in <clears throat> minutes will be Yeah. Saying goodbye to winter. So well, the newest post on Space City weather today said, "Is winter over in Texas?" And then they proceeded to say, "Not really." Oh, that's good. So <laughs> there's good news to be had. Probably won't get another freeze like that, but yeah, yeah. Good old. I mean, if we don't have one of those freezes like last year, I'm okay. I'm okay with that. I'm fine with that. Yeah. Um. So it's been like. A while since we've done one. Yeah. Uh, uh, do you know how long exactly? Because I can't. I think the last one we did was on November 19th, and this Ooh, is okay. January 6th, so that's somewhere around six weeks. Yeah. Six or seven weeks or something, because holidays and vacations <laughs> and, you know, <laughs> vacations. <laughs> and, and, and all that all that jazz and and whatnot, so... And uh, but you know it doesn't really matter because when you're not releasing the the things you record as you record them, it doesn't. There's no the the world was not impacted by us us taking six weeks off. No one knew. Yeah, there was no there was no sort of uh, uprising to get these things. Yeah, no, uh, no demand. I, no, I mean no no insurrection. No, no, <laughs> no interest <laughs> surrection going on. Uh. About. Happy failed Insurrection Day, everybody. So uh once when on our honeymoon we did the jam <laughs> we did the, the the jam cruise thing and it stopped in Jamaica. Uh-huh. And they gave you all these here's this list of all the shit you can do, right? And we're boring. Like whatever. local stuff. Yeah. Like okay. go on this tour, that tour, blah 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 blah. And we're boring. <laughs> we are boring people. So we're like, yeah, we'll do the thing where we go sit on the beach and they give us alcohol. Yeah. That sounds amazing. Yeah. We'll just, well, yeah, we'll just go sit there. It's the thing you always see, like sit on the beach and someone brings you a Mai Tai or whatever the fuck. Yeah, I don't need to get on a four-wheeler or a zip line. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't. I don't need any additional modes of transportation on this small island. Yeah, Thank I you very much. I don't, I don't need that. Um, I almost had a panic attack. On the bus, getting back to the, the we, you know, like that we were going to get back to the cruise ship on time. Mm, right. um, but 
they had a, a DJ there on the beach, like so, do with a laptop hooked up to some speakers, like a Bluetooth speaker or something. Not even, oh. and <laughs> not even. So, but but that that sound you just made <laughs> with your mouth, yeah, 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 yeah. So his DJing was just playing like songs from the radio, uh-huh. and then he would hit that sound, hit the soundboard over the, the, the top fucking, of it, the yeah. morning DJ air horn soundboard. <laughs> Oh, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. Basically, basically. So you were just hearing sort of the fucking music from from the 2000s with. Yeah. It was just one of the morning zoo crew guys became a DJ on the side in in Jamaica. Yeah. Yeah. But it was, it was charming. It's Harry and the Fuzz or whatever the fuck. Right. Yeah. All that Jim Jab. Yeah. So, um, (laughs) so yeah, it's been a minute. Uh, yeah, it's been a minute. So, uh, I have something we can spitball and shoot the shit about. Oh, good. So do I. Oh, okay. Well, you go first. Oh, uh, okay. Well, I didn't expect that. <laughs> but, but okay. Uh, I was just going to talk about a movie, if you want to talk about a movie. Let's talk about a movie. Uh, so, I watched uh, uh, Don't Look Up. Oh, yeah. That's really funny, because I, I watched that movie, too. And I, while I was watching I was like, this would probably be a good thing to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But uh, I didn't know that. I even thought about like texting you. It's like, what do you think about watching this movie? They're talking about it. Oh uh, man, okay. Well, I watched it last night. So. Oh, dude, I watched it like three or four nights. I, I watched it. Shit, I watched right. it before you got here. Damn. I watched it. I'm watching it right now. <laughs> watched it before you knew what it was. In the in the know. Uh, yeah. Did you like it? Loved it. Okay. I, I'm like, I liked it. I think I really liked it. Yeah. You're, so you're not sure yet. Well, no, I like I know that I did like it. I just not. I'm still not sure how much I did like it. But I liked it a lot. So what? What is? So you need to. So is there a movie that you can think of that you liked better? Like, like I mean, what? What? In this Robert scale of like, I think I liked it. Like, what does that mean? Well, no, like it may, like. I appreciate it. I don't know that I like it so much. No, I do like it. I do like it. You, hang on, I'm twisting my words up here. I liked it. I don't know if I like loved it in okay. in a way that I'm like I love this movie because I don't know that I ever want to watch it again for one thing. But do you have to? Does is that no, what loving no. a movie means? <laughs> is that what love is to you? You want to watch it things again? again? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> to repeat the same thing over and over a lot. Uh, no, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> you know, love. Uh, yeah, no, I don't know. I don't know. Like uh, that was just my initial. That was what I thought after I got done watching it. I was like, I really like this. I don't know if I like loved this, mm-hmm. but I'll think about it tomorrow, and I probably, I probably just love it. So wh- what it is to me is they they made a movie that is idiocracy plus to me. I'm gonna say Independence Day, but it probably more apt is like Armageddon or uh, Deep Impact because that's more like the actual thing that happens in that movie. Right? I described it as Deep Impact with dipshits. Okay, so so we got Idiocracy, we got Deep Impact, uh, and I had some other thing, plus The Big Short. I haven't seen that, so... So that's Adam McKay, is the dude who directed this movie. Okay. He did The Big Short, he did all the shit with Will Ferrell over the years, Talladega Nights, okay. Anchorman, all this oh, stuff. Oh, okay. Uh, and this movie is edited and cut like The Big Short. Okay. Which I love that fucking movie, it's, it's fantastic. That's a movie that I'll, I'll watch over and over again. Because, mm-hmm. You know, like life, like love. I just do it a lot. Um, that's how you know you love it. That's how you know you love it. watch it more than once. Uh, yeah. 
that's what this movie yeah anyway as i was watching this movie i was like that's what this movie is and it's it's really good yeah so what 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 makes you feel on the fence about it i'm not on the fence about it they're just like i just i just wasn't sure if i was like fully over the moon for it oh okay if that makes any sense i saw a trailer for a movie the, the like yesterday that is about the moon falling out of orbiting and hitting the earth so oh that, that, okay I, I I in for a split second in my brain they were like everything was and I was like yeah you're not over the moon wink wink is the moon <laughs> wait, wait no 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 different movie hold let on me, shit oh, let me shit, uh, sorry make this reference that you won't get yeah um, I gotcha. yeah there were several things that I loved about it um, I tend to sort of judge a movie or I try to judge a movie by what what I feel like it's reaching for like i try to judge a movie by its intention yeah m- more than anything else sure. and and so there were several things that i really really liked about the movie um and there were several things that i really respected that they were able to pull off mm-hmm. so spoilers ahead right if you haven't seen the movie spoilers ahead go I'm to not- go to this time code here yeah i'm not i'm not going to yeah i'm not gonna like try to talk about a fucking movie without spoilers that's not yeah yeah, that's not what we fucking do here people (laughs) and besides this won't come out for another year probably at the rate that i'm releasing these ads so um you're never gonna hear this ever (laughs) so um one of the things i really respected about the movie was that it that it is a very bleak movie Yes. In the end. Yes. It is it is a movie where nothing goes right. And to make a movie like that, that you as an audience accept without it feeling just massively depressing. Like like did you ever see that movie Melancholia? No. Never mind then. Um but because all the other like end of the world movies, you know, Deep Impact, which we watched like six months ago and whatnot, Armageddon, which I let's not. I'm gonna, we're going to put a pin in talking about Armageddon right now mm-hmm. because that is one of the worst movies ever made. So yep. let's not talk about it's real bad. I have it's Michael to, Bay. The reason that it's this is all I'll say about it. It is a very effective movie, and there are things that are done at such a high level in that movie, which means that the things that they get wrong feel very intentional and very <laughs> on purpose. And so that's what makes them very wrong. That's what makes them very problematic. I feel like that describes Michael Bay's entire career. Right, because if you have a Roger Corman movie <clears throat> where they're making a where they're making the whole fucking movie in a day and a half. And they're just fucking throwing and going with everything. And there's like some weird subtext about something. You're like, so fucking what? They made this movie with fucking $30. And, you know, and. But when you have a movie like Armageddon, where the things that are about it that are done well are done so well, it makes all the subtext and the symbolism feel very intentional. Right, 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 right. So. But that's a that's another can of motherfucking worms yeah, for me. We'll right there. We'll put the can back on that. Yeah, lid back on that can right now. Um, but all of those movies have some type of 
uplifting ending. Yes. Like shit works out, people, yes. ad- adversity. I literally looked at the, the, the poster for Deep Impact earlier today, and it's like cities destroyed, uh, buildings wrecked, hope lives or some shit. I'm like, no, yes. no, 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 no. Right. No, 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 no. Right. And, and so, this is and so this movie to to sit there for a two and a half hour long movie and to get to the ending and it all goes to shit. And you as an audience are like, okay. And there's a certain amount of satisfaction. like I didn't feel unsatisfied. No. At the end of the movie. I felt an odd sense of contentment. Yes. Of if that's how I go, that would that would be a good way to you know, and as a matter of fact, when it got to about the, I don't know, probably like the three quarters of the way through the movie point, there's a thing that is about, to, whatever, fucking, we're not keeping spoilers. We're not. Like, whatever. When when fake Steve Jobs, Elon Musk guy <laughs> yeah, yeah, starts yeah. talking about his plan to uh, to blow up the, the, the meteor. I love that, that that the actor who played it was the same oh, actor from Ready Player One. I didn't. I've never seen that movie. It's so. It's so great. It's so bad. Have you? You fucking. <laughs> <laughs> no, I kind of refuse to see it because it looks like shit. But it, if you say it's fine, I'll, I don't know. Well, I've heard people say it's all right, but I maybe there's some maybe there's like some references in in like the world and the things that you're a part of that would make it feel hacky and shitty or something. Yeah, probably. Um, yeah, but it it didn't feel like it was stepping on anything too directly to me anyway I, I don't think it's like irreverent in a way that offends me or anything like that i just Hell. it just kind of looked it's just like, whatever it's fun whatever. yeah okay cool, Moving cool. On. um i love that fucking dude by the way in this movie he was it's incredible pitch perfect um anyway he he lays out his plan to uh stop the asteroid mm-hmm. and not only stop the asteroid but harvest it and make a lot of fucking money off of it right and become the richest you know entity on the planet by you know mm-hmm. magnitudes um once it got to that point i was like okay the you know nasa isn't going to f- solve this if if the way this movie ends is this guy and this company solving it for this reason and it works that's fucking bleak right like it, it was going to go bleak one way or the other the way that it went or that way and I was right. going to be very, very disappointed had it gone that other way. Yeah, if it was like, yay, capitalism, <laughs> you know? Yes. Um, not even necessarily capitalism, but a very sort of specific type of the, capitalism. The type that we are literally in the middle of right now. Right. Um, um, yeah. And I really liked, there were a lot of things. I think whenever I sort of, the moment that I was sure that I loved the movie, there was a... The, I, I, I can t- I can tell you the exact moment it, in the film was whenever Leonardo DiCaprio, Professor Mindy, that character is having the conversation with fake charismatic um, tech billionaire guy in like the hangar. Yes. And and Professor Mindy is you know this isn't really getting peer reviewed. We're afraid that you're looking at this like a businessman. Yeah. And homeboy gets seriously like offended. Incensed that you would de- deign to refer to him as a businessman. Right. No, this isn't business. This is the next stage of, of evolution, yeah, yeah, yeah. human evolution. And he, and he does that whole shit, right? Mm-hmm. 
Um, and then, which, which I was like, that's, that's very telling because that's how, that's how those people think. And that's the, pro that, like, that's the problem is that you're not, you, we don't just look at these people as being, oh, you're a really good businessman. You're a really good capitalist. Good for you. You, you. you saw some resources and opportunity and you moved some resources from point A to point B and you convinced the people in point B that it was worth more than it cost you to move those resources. Good job. Way to, way to, way to, way to see opportunities for value making or whatever. Yeah. And, you know, we look at them and we see them as sort of uh, heroes and iconoclasts and outliers and blah, 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 blah. Geniuses. Geniuses. Yes, yes, yes. And all this sort of stuff. Um, so I, lo I love that. And then I also loved what he said to Professor Mindy, which he was, you know, he was like, you're, you think that you have these high ideals, but you're just one of these consumer types. You're a lifestyle idealist yeah. and you think that you have these high ethics and principles, but you're really just trying to avoid pain. You're running away from pain. You're right? running away from pain. Yeah. Um, because at this point, Professor Mindy has been having an affair and. And all these sort of things. And I, I, I wouldn't love the movie if his character didn't get lost in the bullshit. Right. He got like, not immediately, but pretty completely subsumed. Yeah. There. Because if you weren't, if you, <clears throat> if you were deep into your forties, maybe your early fifties before you were ever felt sexy <laughs> yeah um before you ever had any any of it thrown at you um there's no way you wouldn't fall for that like there's no way you wouldn't get lost in that and and especially if it's at that level in the film where where you know it's like astronomer i'd like to fuck hashtag blah 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 and like to where he's like a super celebrity there's just no way. There's just sure. no way you're going to be, you know, that you're going to be grounded enough to not to not fall for that, you know, to not fall down that rabbit hole. And so I really appreciated the fallibility mm -hmm. of 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 his character. And you know, and not making it such a sort of like didactic of it, it felt like, because if you read it on the surface, then it's like, oh, conservatives are bad, <laughs> you know. But I think that that's not how I interpret it. I, I feel like it's more about sort of this system by which we accrue power and by which we spread information and culture is a problem. That's 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 my read on it. And this the way that we do it right now is not conducive to problem solving when they arise, which I think given the state that we're in, that we're here at, you know, month 21 of the pandemic here. You know, mm -hmm. and um, I think that it's pretty, pretty clear that our our systems don't don't handle universal calamities very well. Um, Something I didn't look up about this movie is when uh, it went into production, when he began writing it. But from what I understand, he, well, well I don't understand. I heard somewhere, read somewhere, whether it's fact or not, I'm not sure, but that he had to play it up. He, he had to 
make it a bit more extreme than he initially did. Yeah. To to stand out from reality. Isn't that Be- bizarre? Because otherwise, it's such a perfect allegory for like where where we're at in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, it's it's re- I I wouldn't and that's another sort of fascinating thing that I think that someone years from now will have a lot of someone will have a lot of fun or ha- someone there will be a lot of a lot of sociology research to do to sort of analyze that this is a movie that came out at this time and people accepted it like this reflects you know this reflects people's pers- you know what I mean like I, I would like to I would like to hear more about what people just like the general public thinks about this movie. I guess I want to look at the Rotten Tomatoes fucking user score or whatever, because this has been critically panned. Has it really? It's getting destroyed pretty much. How weird. Yeah. Uh, I've seen a lot of people say how over the top it is, hmm. how unbelievable it is, hmm. which like, look out your window every morning. <laughs> look at the news, literally. <laughs> I mean, um, I mean, obviously, yes, well, there are differences, and there are exaggerations. Well, and this is that it. Are we upset that a movie's not believable? Is that is that what they're upset about? That, well, that, yeah, that, that, that yeah, there's a measure of unreality in a film. Well, uh, well, <laughs> I mean, it's my assumption is that it's meant to be portraying a pretty real America, a pretty real world, all things considered. Yeah, I, I guess. Yeah, and I think, I think a lot of people have problems with whatever. It's probably, uh, it's probably just very politicized as well, th- these opinions. Yeah, a, a friend of mine was texting so, me about it and was like, yeah, conservatives really hate this movie. And I was like, well, I guess I don't know because I don't, I haven't, I don't, I don't have an, I don't like, there's not I don't like text like my people the people that I know that fall into that category I don't call them up and ask them what they think about movies right <laughs> you know hey man we even talked because we fucking hate each other right now but have right, you seen yeah. this fucking movie I, <laughs> I, I check Facebook once a week and I and whenever you were um, you know whenever you said crazy thing X, Y, Z, I, I took you out of my newsfeed, but I really want to know what you think about this movie. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. So, yeah, I don't, I don't really know, but yeah, I really liked it. I, there were, <clears throat> there were, I guess like this, you know, like you can talk about, you, you can argue the unreality or the exaggeration of specifics, but that's fine. And that's stupid. That feels like arguing about the physics of a ray gun in star Wars to me. Mm-hmm. Um, well, but, like the movie sets out to do a thing, and I think it succeeds, yeah, admirably, yeah, I, and, I, and that's really, like you said, that's kind of really what matters. To me, yeah, so absolutely. I, to I, me. I, that's how I feel as well. Yeah, yeah. And, and I mean, I guess if you were if you were trying to read it directly as an allegory for COVID, um, I think that yeah, you would find. You would be like, oh, well, this, uh, no, no, or this, they're stretching it, and this, blah, 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 and the thing that they don't understand is blah, blah. Like, I could see how you could do that, but I don't think that it has to be read that way. No, that that is a way that it can, that parts of it can be read. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. it's it's a much larger commentary on just how we have handled things and are likely to handle things. Right, and I th- I think that it what I really liked about it too was the or there, there were there were several things, but I liked that the portrayal of the president 
was mostly about them being just a sort of a, um, a political opportunist. Yeah. It was it was like, well, it'll benefit me now yeah. to talk about this, so I'm going to talk about it. Jennifer Lawrence literally called her that. <laughs> yeah. And and so I I appreciated that aspect of it because by by playing that up, it shows that it's that you're not critiquing that person. You're critiquing this system yeah. that that puts someone in power who strategizes in that manner. Right, you're not critiquing their ideology. Right, it's, right. It yeah. wasn't. It it wasn't made to be about her ideology. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I also liked that. I also felt that there was a little bit of you know, um, like commentary on sexism in the fact that, like. That Jennifer Lawrence's character, like, just instantly oh, yeah. shit on and thrown in the fucking mud. One hundred percent. Yeah. And like, especially, especially online, right? Portrayal, like, she it's... she becomes this horrible meme and how ugly she is and how stupid right. she is and and then Leo DiCaprio eventually kind of gets to the same point that she was at, like ranting and raving about how we're all gonna die. Right. And he's like lionized for it. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but the but the amount of patience that the public had for, you know, a male professor as opposed to a, a you know, a young female. And you know, cuz it, it's like, well, if you got to fit in these roles, right? And you can't like if you're going to be a smart girl, you can't have emotion too. <laughs> it, and so, yeah. But but yeah. yeah. There was there was commentary on a lot of different things. Yeah, uh, it, it was, I thought it was very nuanced in almost every way that it could yeah. have been in terms of that stuff. Yeah, I. The, the, if I had one, if there was one, there was one negative thing, or not really negative, but sort of a subtle <laughs> thing that that I wish would have been emphasized a little more. This is very nitpicky of me, mm-hmm. but. I wish that it would have been emphasized more that the base supporting, like if we're going to try, okay, this is an analog, right? We're, we're doing, you know, like this is commentary, this is allegory or whatever, <clears throat> that the people supporting the denialist politician are, were um, also majority middle class, mm. not... Because there's the line where like Jonah Hill's like, ah, oh, you know, he's going, you know, where they're, where they're having the rally and they can actually see it. And, you know, the whole like, don't look up thing. Yeah. Look up, look up, don't look up, yeah. you know, blah, 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 all that shit. And he's like, ah, oh, you fucking th- rednecks. They throw bottles at him eventually. Right. He's like, and he's yeah. like, ah, oh, you fucking rednecks. And yeah. now I feel like that is more trying to, that's more of, of a commentary on how the people in those positions see, see their them. base. Uh, yeah, right. Not that their base is necessarily, right? Because you also have... That was how I took it as well. Right, 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 right. I, but, I, I wish it was... I wish that there was some other things that were a little more explicit. You do get a little bit of it yeah. where Jennifer Lawrence's character goes home and her parents are like, no politics, we're for the jo- we're right. for the jobs that the comet will create. Dude, when she said that, I fucking fell out of my chair. <laughs> yeah, like, me too. <laughs> are you kidding me? Like, that feels like a line that they had to write in a couple of months ago. Yeah. Like, yeah, we're for the jobs the comet will create. And they were right to do so. Because <laughs> holy shit. <laughs> and I, I feel like that's a very sort of like, 
this like it's middle class. It's also middle class, right? You know, because when you're talking about like these, when you're you know, if you if you want to pull on the string of fringe politics, you know, things that lead towards authoritarian. You know, I'm 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 not just talking about the movie right now. I'm zooming way out, you know, um, but it's <clears throat> like. The people who often like, God damn it, <sighs> um, if you think that only quote unquote stupid people, or rednecks or whatever are the kind of people that vote for politicians you disagree with, then you you are very ignorant and you don't understand the nature of any of this. Mm -hmm. As a corollary to that, not necessarily the same thing. Um, the people who are, um, you know, uh, anti-Semitic, people who are Nazis, people who are, you know, legit, like deep ethno-state white supremacists. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm not. Ta I'm not talking about white supremacy in the sort of in the cultural sense of that, you know, we have a culture that favors you being white. I'm talking like in the ethno state, like I explicit, like my values explicitly, my stated explicit values are I want a white ethno, like I'm talking that white supremacy. Yeah. That idea, that kind of um, poisonous, hate, hateful ideology exists at all education levels. Oh, yeah, yeah. And there's a lot of people that, that misunderstand that and they want to think like, oh, these are just poor people that got tricked. Like these are just... You know, oh, some like wayward youth got talked, got got sweet talked by some Nazi guy, and now yeah. he thinks that's the way to go. Yeah, that does happen, but it's not the only thing. That it's not the right, 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 yeah, right. Yeah. And and so, um, you know, pulling back those threads, I'm not, I'm not saying like all people who vote conservative are fascists. That's not what I'm saying. Um, but I just that that would that would have been like the one thing that I would have like. You know, just turn that dial up just a little bit. But that, that's yeah. really, that's a very, very subtle, subtle political critique yeah. about it. Well, they, they didn't do much in the way of, like, showing the actual live in-person response of the general public. They sure, yeah, sure. Uh, like, there were very few scenes, like, when he gets out of his car in the middle of the street and they're looking up and they're in a... Uh, like a restaurant or a bar or something at some point, and right. they overhear him talking about it, and they're like, "Oh, you have a White House badge and all this shit." Uh, tell us what's going on. Uh, and I think there was like one other one, but the only other time in the movie you ever hear what the general public thinks is through social media mockups. Right, 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 right. Which is that's a good point. At the at, which is at the same time, like you could have done more, but also that's also how most people hear what people think right i think it's i think that it's also i i feel like that what i you know the, the the minor thing that i said i think is honestly really beside the point and beside the intention of the film because i think the intention yeah. of the film is really not about it's not meant to be so historical or historical commentary it's meant to be a critique of this of of our of the system's of our systems of communication and power yeah, and how they yeah. do not allow for effective problem solving yeah, on a, a global scale. Yeah. Uh, 
Okay, so I guess on that note, do you the part where uh, what was like Russia, China, and India were going to launch mm-hmm. their own? Yeah. Uh, what's the word? Deflection mission. Deflection mission. There you go. Perfect. Uh, and then they had an explosion on the launch pad. Mm-hmm. I uh, did you just think that like oh shit they had an accident? It seemed like I'd have to watch it again. It seemed like there was a little bit of subtext to imply that it might have been like some espionage covert shit going that on. That was where my mind went immediately. And that was what I took from that whole scene. And then I yeah. saw other people completely going the other way. Just like, it was fucked up. They had an accident. They should have had the rest of the world save us. And then we'd feel like shit. And I was like, I guess I can see that. But like, I took that to be like, Bash is going to get $130 trillion from this asteroid they're not going to let these other countries fuck it up they probably bombed it is where i went yeah i think it's really smart to kind of that, that they leave that kind of maybe open for interpretation perhaps yeah maybe yeah. because it's not Im- it's not implausible that shit would fuck up yeah yeah you right. know um right. but it's also not impl- if they're like well we're willing to take a chance on the entire fucking planet dying oh oh that was the <coughs> other thing that i really loved about the movie as far as commentary and whatever goes mm-hmm. is that for is that these these people you know the tech billionaire you know the president in the film or whatever Mm -hmm. um they talk the game about this next stage of evolution blah 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 blah. but they have a backup plan yeah right and oh yeah yeah. and they are going to bounce out of this bitch right like they're they have no solidarity with fellow humans and and that was, I was like, yeah, of course this fucking dickwad is willing to play these games and take the ultimate risks, but not with his own skin. And so, uh, yeah, I, I appreciated that. And then, uh, they get to the other planet 20, 20, 22,000 oh. years later. And, uh, we find out what a Bronta tech is or whatever. Well, so. <laughs> so two things about that one is everybody gets off the ship and as they're showing the cryo chambers open it's like oil tycoon lobbyist all yeah. this other bullshit yeah, and it's yeah, just all yeah. these super old white dudes uh-huh. who aren't going to be able to repopulate this planet <laughs> yeah which is like that's pretty fucking that's good that's pretty funny too uh, the other thing is uh, so earlier on in the movie fake Steve Jobs Elon Musk is like I can tell you how you die you know whatever Right. You know, our algorithms have determined how you're going to die. Mm -hmm. And he tells, uh, who does he tell that to? The Meryl Streep. That she's going to die eaten by a Bronte. Like a Bronto tech or or Baronta tech or some shit. Whatever it is. And so you get to the end of the movie and she gets fucking attacked by this alien, like, ostrich thing. Her face gets, like, eaten off. Uh-huh. Pretty brutal looking for a split second there, which is kind of good uh, in a way. But I, the dude's like, "Oh, I guess now we know what a what do you say? Like now we know what a Bronto Tech is, or something, something like, that. like that. Like, or what was that? I guess that was a Bronto. You know, that's what, what it mean? was. And so I saw, I saw people thinking like, "Oh wow, his algorithm actually would could tell the future and predicted that." And I was like, "I guess you can take it that way." But no. what I took it as is his algorithm was complete horseshit, and he's just calling it that because that's what it that's what said. Happened. Right, 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 and right. And that right. kind of floored me that someone like that 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 could be taken that way because I was like, really? Well, and I mean, it, it, let's let's say we pull on that thread, right, and let's say that, that the algorithm did predict that, 
right? Somehow, right? Right. Um, in a way, that's not such a bad <clears throat> interpretation because what that implies is that we're not trying to say that the technology that these that you know the, the, the apples and the and the facebooks and the googles and the whatevers we're not trying to say that the technology is not amazing and not impressive and not valuable and all that sort of stuff that's not the problem that the technology and the capability of the technology is not the problem mm-hmm. it's it's how you are using it and how you are profiting off of it yeah, that totally. is the real problem. 100%. You know? So, yeah, it's totally fine if you fuck like, okay, cool, man. You got predictive fucking shit. Fine, whatever. And sure, the fact yeah. that it would be that, fine enough. However, the other side of that coin is their huge fucking 30 pod plan to go blow up this meteor crashed and burned. Yeah, couldn't predict not that. Even, not even a fucking chance. <laughs> yeah, couldn't, do, yeah, couldn't so predict that. that <laughs> To actually to to somehow square the circle of them having predictive text to predictive AI to be able to tell shit on other planets uh-huh. thousands of miles away, but you can't get this. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, yeah. That doesn't work. But also, I don't think that's what they're trying to say. So it doesn't really matter. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I yeah. think that I think that it. Uh, I I hadn't thought too much about it because I was just like, oh, that's kind of silly. Ha ha. I hadn't really either until I saw someone comment that I was like. How did you? Okay, yeah, but anyway, I just yeah. thought it was funny. Yeah, I, 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 I also, I, I think I like what you're saying in the about that. It's like no, it was, you know, you will get, you know, like the algorithm is like, well, we don't know, so we're gonna say you will get the algorithm just mad libs some shit in there, like, right? Like, well, you will get spin the wheel eaten by a spin the wheel. Baranta tech. Right. Random string here. Yeah. And and then whenever it happens, it's like, oh, well, I guess that's what a Bronta tech is. Right. And now we call these Bronta techs. Yeah. And now we all get eaten by them. Nobody calls them anything, really. <laughs> yeah. So. Fuck. So, yeah. Rad ass fucking movie. <sighs> yeah. Um, Honestly, the more we're talking about it, the more I kind of do want to go watch it again. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, there, there were lots of. I, I really, you know, there were other little tiny things I liked about it. I liked the portrayal of the scientists I like you know what i mean it how like the the sort of the culture shock that they had at the beginning it almost felt like it was several different movies you yeah know? like the, the 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 acts and the movements within the film the tone in them was so that's very much how the big different. short feels too which is what mm. reminds me of it it's Interesting. very diverse uh tone tonally mm-hmm. uh all the acting was fucking pretty awesome across oh, the board oh god man jonah hill John Hill, fucking Jonah Hill. Jonah Hill was borderline annoying to me at parts because I was like, man, you're just gonna throw these this this same type of joke, but also I can't fault you for it because <laughs> you, you because you're right. <laughs> <laughs> it it was I I always have to sort of like nod my head whenever a uh, an actor that's very likable in person is able to portray a character, and I despise every breath they take on the right. Fucking... Like good, like well played, well played. You know, yeah. But so. uh, yeah, yeah. Jennifer Lawrence, fucking awesome. Leo, awesome. Uh, I didn't realize that that was uh, Kate Blanchett for a, quite a while. Dude, towards the very end, I, I I had a I had an inkling, and I was like, "Is that?" Yeah, I knew she was in it, but I didn't I couldn't tell it was her for a little while. There, I, I couldn't either. I, she's a goddamn chameleon. Hell yeah, um, yeah she's great. Uh, and then 
Tim- Timothy Chalamet, Chalamet, whatever how you say his name, the French dude, the the kid who she who Jennifer oh, Lawrence falls in love. Oh yeah, that, that yeah, kid. yeah yeah that girl. He was yeah. he. This was I've only seen him in like a couple things, and he's kind of annoying sometimes. But he was fantastic here. He, I loved him. I feel like he always. <laughs> the only times, I um. There is a, a thing inside of me that wants to unduly criticize that young man. <laughs> sure. Just because of of how many older women I see fawning over him. And that is not fair to that young man. Because that young man is a brilliant <laughs> actor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and totally. Everything I have seen him in, he he is incredible in. Um, he's in uh, uh, that movie Lady Bird. And then, I've um, always meant to watch that. Never it's have. great. Yeah, yeah, I I fucking loved it. And cool. uh, did the, you see Dune? I haven't seen it yet. I haven't either. They took it off HBO Max, so I can't. Those motherfuckers. It. It'll be back. Um, and then the same woman who made Lady Bird uh, made a, a version of Little Women. Oh, okay. And um, you know, like a- Allison has like she's read the book and she's seen, you know, the different different versions of it but uh i watched that with her and it was great i really cool. it's I, I i'm blanking on on the director's name but i really enjoyed how she puts movies together those two those are really really great cool. um and 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 he's in both of those two. Oh, right on so um but yeah i got but it was kind of nice to see him play sort of against type right because well, he yeah. was, yeah, because he was like some like fucking, you know, like dirty crust punk. This fucking nihilist crust punk, yeah, totally, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. But also like uh, evangelical Christian, which is very, was, very. That good. was another thing I I really loved about the movie too. That they didn't like lampoon that group, and it, it turns out they came, they kind of became like this, not the saviors, but like they really brought things together in the end. Um, well, he did specifically. I. Well, what what I yes, um, but what I meant was yeah. I I really liked that it didn't become like there wasn't also like sort of some grand commentary on how one should spiritually face these type of things. Yeah, like there was no judgment, no commentary about that. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, and it and it it and it sort of like. I I just I love that I it's very moving how they the scene with which they chose to end the movie. Totally. You know. Yes. Uh and and it and it makes you think like I hope I what what better way could you go out? You know? Yeah. And it and it really gives you gives you pause and gives you reflection about about what's really valuable and what's really important and that, you know, so it, it, that, that aspect was very moving to me. Yeah. 100%. Because like, ostensibly this is a comedy mm-hmm. in, in a lot of ways, but it's also a movie where you can very easily imagine it happening. Sure. To, to us. Sure. And so, Obviously, you're gonna at some point along the story, you're gonna be like, "Well, okay, what would I do?" Of course, right? It's a situation. it's a mode of reflection. Well, and that's a, that's another really interesting thing about the movie is that it's kind of a unique, 
it's it's it it floats between a lot of genres because there's parts of it of its tone which are very much sort of like a science thriller like an Apollo 13 deep impacts you know um there's part of it that's like a disaster movie there's part of but then there's a huge chunk of it which is this political satire like idiocracy and then there's a huge part of it that's just comedy and there's yeah. other parts that are just drama and it's you have to really respect the filmmaking that all of those things were sort of able to be tied together as one cohesive fucking yeah. movie yeah. that that managed to hold on to any type of emotional potency by the time you get to the end of it. it I, 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 that, that's like, I, cause you know how, the, you know how that is. Like sometimes you're watching a movie and by you get, by the time you get to the, like the third act or last 10 minutes, you're like, I don't really care about this anymore. <laughs> yes. But you guys, I could see how hard you got, or how man. There's so many people who worked so hard on this. So you know what? I'm gonna, I'm you gonna did such a good job. I'll stick around to the end. I'm gonna buy that helicopter, that improbable helicopter bullshit thing that's going on. Um, you know. No, this like this stuck. I was I stuck with it right to the end. Yeah. And and through the the extra scenes as well. Um. So so yeah, I I love that movie because you know like. I've 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 sort of culture walked spiritually through a lot of different, you know, ways of of dealing with things. Uh, or you know, like I've been really I've been really involved in in churches before, and really I, I identified as a Christian for a brief period of time. Um, most of my life, I've spent that as like I'm like a like my, my my spiritual life has been sort of a it's an atheist sandwich with a little thin slice of Christianity in the middle. There's <laughs> uh, a, a deli slice. Yeah, really just real thin, thin, like a number two, you know. <laughs> uh, uh, but I don't, I don't have, I don't have a problem. I spent a lot of time in church, like as a musician, playing actively and. As an atheist, for many years before I became a Christian and many, many, many years after, and I, I never had a problem with it. I never had a problem with taking it seriously. I never had a problem with um, seeing the value and the sacredness and, and all that of it, you know. And so I always get really prickly um, – Whenever I see people just sort of, you know, whole hog, like shitting on Christianity or mm -hmm. shitting on religion, like I had a, I had a real, I didn't vibe with the whole like new atheist movement that happened in sort of the mid to, or the late 2000s and whatnot with mm. Dawkins and Sam Harris and all that sort of stuff, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, so I really appreciated that. You know, there's there's seats for everyone at this table, kind of quite quite literally vibe yeah. about the, about the end of the film. You know, <clears throat> right, right, so, right. But um, but yeah, so that's like an hour on that movie, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's about it. Yeah, something like that. So uh, good, good movie though. Good fucking movie. Yeah. So uh, the 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 only so the weird thing I was gonna throw out there is much so. Here we go. All right, all right. Uh, Strap in. Oddball number 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 two. Uh, did you ever listen to Typo Negative? Yeah, here and there. Okay. Not a ton, but here and there. Yeah. All right. Did you ever listen to the album October Rust? Yeah. 
Okay. So that has been consistently one of my favorite records since it came out. Okay. I can get behind that. I love that fucking album. <clears throat> it's one of the rare albums that I feel just I'm I'm always in the mood to <clears throat> listen to that album. I can listen to it however many times doesn't matter. You know? Um I found out so I, I got on a trip recently. I was, I was listening to that album a lot, you know, and, and I just I love I love everything about it. Um you know, it's sad. It, it, I always vibe with it really hard because I was like, this is, this is a sad man. <laughs> <laughs> this is not a sad boy. <laughs> this, this is a man and he is sad. Yes. And, Peter and, Steele is no boy. And so, and you know, like, because I, I was, I was a fragile, like I needed very much to be masculine, but I also very much needed to be sad. <laughs> As a, you know, as an adolescent. So, you know, typo negative, you know, like, I mean, I think that's why I like a lot of Rammstein, too, because Till's definitely a man and he's definitely emotional and weird. Yeah. And yeah, like I wasn't able I wasn't going to be able to like go to I mean, I love Dashboard Confessional. I love a few Dashboard Confessional records, but I wasn't going to be able to like go to a Dashboard Confessional song and like. Be my fucking big, goofy, weird ass, you know, screaming those lyrics out, messing up all the fucking girls' good time. <laughs> right. I've done that at Blue October shows. No, it, I fuck up everyone's time. <laughs> um, those girls aren't there to be weird and sad. Well, Blue October show girls are different. <laughs> um, Dashboard girls, maybe. Well, you know what? I don't know enough about it to say. Yeah. So anyway, Dude, typo dude. negative, especially October Rust, very special record to me. Been listening to that record for a very, very long time. Yeah, yeah. I found out three days ago, maybe maybe four days ago, uh-huh. that all the drums on that record are programmed. Yo, huh? So you know that doesn't surprise me, but I didn't know that. I spent, I couldn't sleep one night, <laughs> and I ended up coming across that factoid. I stayed up for two hours. After you found it? After I found it. Like trying to, I was like, I need to corroborate this. I need to, oh, man. you know. Did you find it like in an interview or something? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Um, because I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Johnny Kelly is the fucking drummer on Typo Negative. What the fuck are you talking about? Mm-hmm. He joined, you know, he's in the fucking, his picture's in there. <laughs> he's in the, the leaflet. I've seen live footage of him playing those songs. What the fuck do you mean? He's in the music videos man turns out that motherfucker didn't even play drum like there were three records in a row i think three records in a row was all programmed drums wow he didn't get to play but he he programmed it no no (laughs) no you still do it yeah whoa because in addition to being a sad man he's also a perfectionist holy shit so that surprises me less (laughs) (laughs) um now, the other thing about it, though, is that because in 1997, you know, it was it, it cost a, like if you're going to be that level of perfectionist, right? Drum tra- drum doing drums is going to take a long fucking time. Dude, it's a big fucking deal when uh, Thomas had the drum kit from hell. And like, yeah, you know, that was like 
what, eight some odd years later when he put that on Catch 33, I think was the first one that he did it on. I think that was 2004? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Five? 2004 or five? Yeah, something like that. Um, and that was, that's, I feel like that was a big deal at the time. So, especially for that, especially for, well, it's like, the other thing is that Typo Negative came out of that goth strand. Right. And like that sort of, you know what I mean? And so like, fuck I just oh. mean like programming drums as a general, uh, happening on an album well but but if but if you come out of like the you know there was there were albums in the 80s that had program drums all over them and well you know, sure like but, in like depeche mode or well whatever. sure but you could always it was pretty obvious that that's what that was sure, sure i guess sure, that's what sure. i'm getting at because the the drums on catch 33 didn't necessarily sound they sounded like my sugar fucking drums yeah and i if you didn't know that the type of negative drums were programmed for years and years. So the reason that I think that I didn't know was because I first heard that record when I was 13 or 14. I You just kind of took it for what it was. Yeah. Okay. And, and so that sort of just became – I always thought that the drums sounded really interesting. And I was like, man, fucking Johnny Kelly, man. Fuck, dude. He's got, he's got the vibe. He's got the sound. And I think I'm with you though because I'm thinking of like the song that I've listened to the most is uh, "Creepy Green Light." It's not on that record. It's not on that record. But it's, I think that does have program drums. I think that's on "World Coming Down." It is, yeah, yeah. And that has a very specific sound that I always thought was interesting in the same way. And right. so that's why I say I'm like not surprised. Right. I, I think they were programmed like sort of very organically. Like they weren't mm. like they were. I think it was like you know. Simpson, they're actually doing like, it. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry. It's a typo negative song. Goom. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, you know, but, 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 but I also sort of think that there's an aspect to it that is, I bet if you, if you like tap Peter Steele on the shoulder in 1997 and you're like, Hey, yeah, we could do these drums and we can do them to the level of precision that you want it and get it all sounds exactly the way you want. And it's going to take, uh, you know, three weeks of studio time and it's going to cost $30,000. I think he'd be like, that's a lot of cocaine. <laughs> you know how much cocaine I can get with 30 fucking grand? No. <laughs> I'll fucking program those drums. Right, right, right. I'm going to go to my fucking apartment and program those drums. Fuck you. On cocaine. And so, <clears throat> you know, that... That kind of shit is a factor in things. <laughs> um, and also, when you record drums that way, if you decide to change something later, it's way easier to fucking fix that shit. You're not going to be able to do that if you've recorded shit in a fucking live room. Sure, you sure. You know, so. But anyway, man, it totally fucking blew my mind. That's wild, yeah. It that's... gave me a fucking crisis for a few days. How often do you... I mean, I guess that's the kind of thing I've never really discovered, because... No turns out programs a fucking guitar <laughs> <laughs> you can tell when it's a synth so there's no mystery there for me <laughs> yeah but but sort of like you fun. know this fucking dire streets album was pro mark Knopfler programmed this acoustic guitar can you believe it um i'm, I'm trying to like it's like do you know in the middle of this yanni song that that he's using a guitar sample on a keyboard <laughs> imagining something like that oh. i don't know <laughs> I, you know what? i guess there is a time when i've thought that and it's specifically uh when i first discovered infected mushroom oh, okay because that's that stuff sounds very processed and like precise 
and yes, it does. specific in a weird way, but they play live instruments. Mm. So I think I'm pretty sure they just play guitars. Gotcha. So I guess I don't know one way or the other, but right, yeah. In well, the studio. Well, and the thing is, like now, it's not shocking. Like no, there's none no, of it. No, no. It's like, oh, oh, wow, you have a really good fucking MIDI set, MIDI acoustic guitar sound on that fucking keyboard. Oh, wow. Or, yeah. or like, oh, you really had an acoustic guitar in the middle of your DJ set. Oh, cool. Wow. Like nothing is shocking now, right? It's all yeah. so. You know, the technology has gotten so small and everything is sounds so fucking good. Um, but in 90 fucking seven. Exactly. Or 96, whenever that fucking record was made, it's <clears throat> not the case. Right. So, like, the fact that you could program effective drums on a rock record in the fucking 90s, that in, in and of itself blew my fuck. I was like, what? You know? But then you go and you start looking at threads and, like, there's all sorts of, like, audio engineer types. It's like, I think it's objectively clear that that record sounds like trash and and it's one of like my favorite sounding records <laughs> that's just come on yeah i mean you know they've they've got their criteria by which they're judging things and whatever well, it's not that's obje- fucking objective then is it <laughs> <laughs> fuck you <laughs> fair enough fair uh, enough fair enough so uh, so anyway interesting though interesting that was my spitball all right, so the topic of today, we're going to have our final... going to close out these video games. Our final round. We're going to put the controller down. Yeah. Turn the system off. We're going <laughs> to save our game first, though. Yeah. And then we're going to chunk the memory card out the window. Um, so this was, uh, this was the final set, which was spanning from... I mean, the years that I left open were 2013 to current day, mm-hmm. uh, but I think the earliest one's 2014 on the list. I think I had one that was 2013, and then I left it off or something like that. So 2014, let's say, to, to 2021. Most of that falls sort of right in the middle there. Okay. 2016, 2017. Uh, just a good crop of years for game soundtracks, basically. So... Is there somewhere where you would like to start with this? Um, okay. Um, I'm going to start with... I guess one thing. Yeah. I, I I mentioned that I was going to try to keep it at about two and a half hours, which I did between the Spotify and the, and the YouTube playlist. Uh-huh. I don't know if you went and looked at any of the other... If, at, at the soundtracks themselves on the Spotify. I didn't add them up, but they're like... If you just go look at... Any of the individual soundtracks, like it's like two hours, yeah, two and a half hours. It's a lot. Three and a half hours, four hours. These are this is there is a lot of music that I had to cull. <laughs> uh, Bless your soul. And well, I guess that depends on what you thought of it. <laughs> so, I, I, anyway, yeah, let's let's hear what you. I, I haven't disliked any of this video game music. It it all goes cool. down so easy. Cool, cool, good. Um. That's what, I, that's what I was hoping for. And I guess because of sort of their design. Mm-hmm. Um, so there were sort of a few rando questions. So you sort of answered this in your sort of FAQ at the beginning in the Google Docs, but I wanted to sort of yeah. poke your brain about it. Yeah. Anyway, poke your brain about it. Hmm. Pick your brain about it. What? I eh. don't know. You, you can poke it if you want. Um, you can pick your brain and you can pick your... <laughs> anyway. But you can't all you can't always trust what you hear and see unless you see for yourself. See for yourself. God damn it. Good pull. 
<laughs> Get your pool, mini pool, mini pool. <laughs> oh, uh, go watch, go watch three if you haven't, people. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll have some Pantera, some Tampora, some Tampora episodes. That Tampora one. band. <sighs> All right. Um. So these games, <clears throat> right? So this music. Now, I wanted to sort of ask you this question. It's yeah. like sort of an open platform here. Not an open platform game. No God damn it. Here. Fuck. Oh, I don't stay up this late anymore. I'm all punch drunk. Um, so did you go through and did you find music that okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna find some of my favorite music that I've heard while playing video games the past, you know, 30 years or whatever. Or did you say I am going to find my favorite video games that I've played the past 30 years and grab the music from those. It was sort of a mix of those. And also what I thought was some of just the objectively good music from these time periods. Uh, I definitely couldn't go full second option because a lot of the games that I love don't have great music that you'd want to just sit and listen to. Okay. Uh, like there was specifically stuff that I left off even this last playlist where I'm like, I really like the music that's in this game, but it's not, it's not going to come across great. to listen. So listen what, to. what's an example of a, of some of your favorite games that you didn't include in, in this, this grand four parter here? Uh, that's I don't I don't have an answer for that question. There's too many games to list. Is my answer to that question? Mm-hmm. Are you just asking like what are my favorite games? Yeah, sure. I don't have an answer for that question. A lot of them are on this list. Yeah, I, I guess. Sure. Uh, to some extent or another, um, there are yeah. That there's too many to to list. But 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 plenty that are not represented here. Uh, tons. Yes. So these games here are not necessarily meant to like these are not necessarily like hey these are my favorite games some of them are your favorite games yeah but it's not necessarily that so some of them are like okay well this is a cool game but the music is really special here some of them are that uh a couple of them i like all of the stuff on these on all these playlists that i've made have been games that i've played and and enjoyed a lot Mm -hmm. yeah some of them I didn't like super fall in love with, but yeah, I played enough to have enjoyed a lot to have liked the music a lot. I see. If that makes sense. So there wasn't anything on these lists where like it has critically acclaimed music and I put it on here because I thought it should be on here. Right, 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 right. right. This is, we're not trying to make a definitive thing. Exactly, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because who fucking wants to do all that work? Yeah. Somebody's and, done that and I don't care about it. Right, yeah. Like so. Some, yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone else can do all that work. <laughs> And and no matter what, if you do that kind of work, it's going to still be flawed. Yeah. So, yeah. <clears throat> fuck it. So, <laughs> not yeah, gonna, this not going to do it. <laughs> right. This was music that was either that was important to me, whether it's because I liked it a lot, mm-hmm. or whether it's because it influenced my tastes somewhere along the way, or whether because it showed me a new type of music that I didn't know before, mm. or uh, it inspired me to create stuff that I went on to create. Like what? Uh, like some of the, uh, uh, chiptune shit that I showed you a couple years ago. That the world will never hear. That the world will never hear. I'll do something with it. I, I need, I want to remake it. it I, I it, remember you showing to me, man. That shit was cool. Cool. Yeah. And so stuff like that, 
that was around, uh, boy, was that like 20, probably 17 or 18, 19? No, when did you get married? 2016. Yeah. So probably right around there. I think I had probably come off of. No, it was after that. Was it after that? Was it, it was well? definitely after that because it it was when I was whenever I was like conjuring up the ideas about the label and and it was whenever I think it would have been in mm. 2018. Okay, so like one of the, one of the big uh, 2017 maybe that sounds about right. I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because 2017 was the year that I sort of like really. I really started thinking about what I was going to do after I left the music school. And that was whenever I, I got all the all severed stuff handled. That was whenever I, right. I'm, I'm conflating two different things. I'm conflating your bachelor party at Jets place when we, yeah, were we didn't out. work. We didn't was, work on your chip tunes. There, did no. not have it there, but at your apartment, your apart, first apartment with Allison. Yeah. yeah we yeah. did. That's yeah. what I'm thinking. I had like a birthday party or some shit like that. And yep. you were there. And because the, the program you used was like an online thing. So yes, you like logged in and you like showed some people that were there and it was like, Oh, you know, are these chip tunes? Did you make some chip? Tunes? Somebody rolled in there and was like, I love chip tunes. And I was is like, this, that's a weird this, thing uh, to say, but okay. There's a, a friend, a friend of mine named Michael Curtin. <laughs> so, I, like, I appreciate that, but okay. Yeah. He's, 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 a, he's a righteous dude. Cool. 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 Uh-huh. Uh, I did appreciate that. Uh, okay, so so to put that in context, then Undertale came out in 2015, and okay. that, among other things on this list, heavily like really gave okay. me a nice push to go. You can do some really fucking cool shit. That's awesome with these sounds because of all of the ones on here, Undertale was the one was like, well, I don't get this. I'm gonna have to go back and listen to all this shit again. Dude, that's yeah, 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 yeah. And then I was like, well, maybe if I watch the gameplay footage, no, it's gonna help. That's not gonna help anything. No, I had to turn it off. I, I was like, this is. I was like, this is fascinating and this is intriguing, but I can't keep watching kinda, this. It's just kind of nonsense if you don't know or if you're not interested in what's going on there. It it's it seemed like the dialogue reminded me of that fucking book. That Justin and Josh wrote. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Like this. I, I get that. Like this fucking like steampunk James Joyce bullshit kind of thing going on where just like constant non sequiturs and. But they're not non sequiturs. Like it's 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 relating, but it's like it's not it's not using language in the way that we typically use it, where it's like, I have an idea, I'm trying to express the idea, here are the sounds that are associated with that idea, and those <laughs> emotions, blah. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. is bouncing off of the way that the symbols for the idea, of what the symbols for the ideas are, right? So what I mean is something, something hijinks and low jinks, right? You know, like yeah, th yeah, yeah. that kind of, you know. It's being very silly. <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah. But it's... It's not. It's not <clears throat> random. Like there are threads that go through it. Yes. And so, yes. but those threads are not. Like, because low jinx is not a fucking word, <clears throat> but high jinx is. And if high jinx is such a thing, then why shouldn't low jinx be be a thing? You know. See, that's like I feel like that's a fun that distinction that right there is like a fundamental aspect of how I think about things. <laughs> Like to me, that to me pulling that out and thinking about it that way is just innate. Like I don't, I have never once had to make that distinction, mm -hmm. but I understand when people do. 
to me, I'm just like, of course, that's funny. That's I mean, how it is. I laughed too. Right. I, 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 like, but I, for me, it's just like, yeah, of course, of course, yeah, of course. It's, it's, yeah, 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 yeah. Like I, um, not that that's good or bad. I don't know. But. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's, it might just be sort of an, you know, an outpouring of this specific sense of humor mm-hmm. that was developed and whatnot. But, um, yeah. But yeah, it, it 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 it's a thing that and, and like the sounds of the game, like this is <laughs> beautiful, is beautifully and ridiculously absurd. And the music, the music on that on that was was really cool. But it, um, yeah, I'll, I'll hit. We'll, you know, we'll we'll go, we'll go back and catch the other okay. one. Yeah, but since okay. we're here, right? So. I was like, so what's with this retro stuff? <laughs> and then uh, I'm gonna—I had a question, but I'm gonna come back to it. Um, let's see. So there's lots of variety in the Undertale stuff. Totally. And what's impressive about the amount of variety is that it all some—it all does maintain sort of a minimal sort of vibe, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which. There's a lot of variety in the um, gravity bla- blast. <laughs> it's not blast. No, no, that's a drum thing. That's a drum thing. Yeah. Uh, gravity rush. Gravity rush. Gravity rush. Two. Gravity rush too. Yeah. So there's a lot of variety there, uh, but that is that is the exact opposite of minimal. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, but in Undertale, it is, and so it's a stylistic variety. Yes. Uh, yes. 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 And versus, all of them are executed very well. They really are. Um, um, but yeah, I didn't have like a lot to say, you know, I was like, oh, well, this is an, you know, ghost fight. I'm like, this is a nice funky swing track. Mm-hmm. Then I'm like, those bony trussles is a banger. Yeah, it is. Um, and then the, uh, the song hotel, I guess that's what it's called. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, this kind of reminds me of take five a little bit. Take five. Um, so take five is a jazz tune. Um, very, it's very well, by the Dave Brubeck Quartet, it's very well known for mm-hmm. being in 5-4. Womp, womp, womp. But... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Right. But the melody, you know, and like just the, the vibe and the melody of it, I was like, there's something that pulls on that thread for me. Yeah, hundred percent. Sort of like a loungy sort of, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this, you know, that that track's especially famous because it's it's in five. That's something Dave Brubeck was very good at was writing jazz in odd meter. Mm-hmm. So, um, and then the the Megalovania, I was like, I've heard, why have why do I feel like I've heard that? Probably have. Okay. It, it's it's I think it's just become a meme at this point. Okay. Uh, the there are like video essays on the fandom for this game. No shit. This game is unbelievably popular. Okay. Uh, it's pretty wild. Yeah. Uh, it it really hit the uh, it really hit a certain like type and like a certain generational section of people at just the right time. I think. Uh, like in my description of what the game is, I put mm-hmm. what like. RPG humor 
and sincerity, I think. You did. And so... <laughs> you did. You fucking did. It's a, it's a, it's a very sincere game in it as, eccentric, as, as eccentric as it is. What do you mean by sincere? Like what, so what is an example of an insincere game? I don't have, well, most games, I guess, take things very lightly and don't, hmm. That's not the, I think that's not the question to ask. I think the question is just why is this game sincere? Well, I, I, I'm, I'm going to double down a little bit. Okay. Um, so is a game like Binding of Isaac, is that a sincere, is that what you would call a sincere game? Sure. Like, insofar as it tries to be. Um, but it's not... This game... Uh, yeah, I don't think that... Undertale portrays, like, weird characters, but it's not making fun of them. It portrays... Okay. Uh... Not like, it's, it's not like a commentary on mental illness or anything like that. It's not anything that that uh serious but it's just like it's okay things are okay like it's okay to be you or whatever mm -hmm. to, to some extent uh maybe uh, it's like understanding in a weird way sincere i think is probably the best way to say it yeah like, i i i'm trying to i'm trying to to poke your brain about it yeah <laughs> because yeah, yeah. i've made music I know, I feel like I know what I mean when I say music. Some music is sincere and some music isn't sincere. Uh -huh. I haven't made video games. Right. So I don't know what it means to put yourself into a video game, right? To, to put that, to make that story personal and authentic or, 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 or the, not maybe not the story. Okay. Right. Like, cause I guess like the story of Binding of Isaac is very personal perhaps sincere as you're using that word but it is it's very inflated right well i guess I'm, yeah it's very mm -hmm. grandiose so maybe it's in a like nine inch nails is sincere but it's very intense and over the top right and it's and it's you know the you know the you know slipknot records are sincere too but it's very like it's sincere in a very narrow emotional framework it's it's a different kind of sincerity than, I don't know, hmm. your favorite singer, songwriter, artist kind of thing. <laughs> hmm. I guess I hadn't thought about it on all of these different axes, actually. Because I kind of, hmm. Yeah, it's not necessarily just to do with like the story. It's just like how how the characters come across and how they behave towards mm -hmm. one another and how they regard like the world around them. Like just things are the way they are. And that's, that's how they are. Um, so it's not, it's not trying to, so something when, so I'm going to try, let's try to unpack this a little yeah. bit. Cause this is interesting. Yeah. 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 So if we talk about insincere art, right? So what, 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 when we think about insincere art, we think about art that is, mindlessly adhering to the the frameworks with like its genre frameworks right um here's an example that doesn't throw anyone under the bus 
when we were in all severed and we would you know uh play around or play around the state or whatnot we would sometimes see bands and it was just very clear to us that they were just like they were just taking the songs that they had covered like oh we're just gonna do like a pantera song Mm -hmm. Right. Or we're just going to do a Norma Jean song or we're just it, and it was. Though, like there wasn't any attempt at all. For individual expression, uh -huh. um, no attempt at all to be unique. It was just where I'm going to go out and do my and do my best to make the sounds that I hear on records. Right. Um, because that's what I need to do because I want to be in a band like this and that's how I want to be perceived, blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. Now, there is an art to that and I'm not trying to like play the elitism card. I'm just, I'm just trying to like use an example where I'm not like, fuck Coldplay or whatever, you know. But, but this idea of, this is what I mean. Let me reel it in. Yeah, yeah. Well, why are we going to do this in the song at this part? And if the answer is anything other than, well, that's what sounds good to me, then you're then you're wasting your time. You need to quit. You need to go the fuck home. If you are like, well, why should why are we going to do this in this part? It's like, well, that's what bands like us do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what happens in this kind of song. That's what if if that's your answer, it's like, well, no, that's this kind of game. We're, I'm trying, you know, we're trying to make this kind of game because these kind of games make money. We're trying to make this kind of music because this kind of music make, <clears throat> makes money. What are the characteristics of this kind of thing? It's da 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 da. Yeah. Um, from what I can tell, this game has gives no fucks about about referencing anything else and being true to anything other than itself. Yeah, that's that's a valid read. Uh, it actually. To, not directly, but it's heavily influenced by another type of game, which is a, or not a type of game, but if you've ever heard of the game Earthbound no. on Super Nintendo. Negative. Okay. It was a, it was a sort of not super popular uh, JRPG that came out. It was known for being like weird and quirky mm -hmm. back in like 1992 or whatever the fuck. Uh, but heavily influenced uh, by that game. So I think I'm thinking about it more. Maybe sincere is not the right word, but maybe it just has a lot of heart and soul is, okay. is what I should have said. Probably. If that helps anymore, probably not. Why not? More. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Like I, I, I think I, it just, it's so, I mean, I don't think that those terms have to be mutually exclusive. For, yeah. Yeah. You know, it, um, but maybe that's a more direct cause I, I get what you're getting at with like insincere versus sincere art. And I don't know that that necessarily applies. That's not what you're trying to say. In all cases, yeah. I see. Because so, like you can have you can have other games where they're trying and they mean what they're saying by putting all the art and the technology and the music and everything into it, but it just doesn't work. Right. You know what I mean? Sure. Uh, I think one aspect of what makes this game have all the heart and soul that it does is because it's largely done by one dude mm -hmm. who made the game and did all the soundtrack work. Mm. It's like got his stamp all over it. I see. Um, and it's just sort of a weirdly feel good type of thing, which is kind of interesting because so just talking about the, the game itself is like, you can go through, it's an RPG. So you get into like random battles and stuff every so often. Right. You can play the game 
just normal where you just kind of do what you do and if the if the thing you're fighting if you choose the right option and it dies it dies if not whatever but you can play like the game where you don't kill anything it's a pacifist run mm. and that gives you a certain type of gameplay and ending and all this stuff or you can do a genocide run where you kill everything and the things you're fighting are like ostensibly kind of friendly and just chill and so if you're going in there killing them all it's pretty fucked up Hmm. but otherwise you're just kind of making friends with them in a weird way. Okay. That's how you can look at it. Uh, it's it's quirky. Yeah. Yeah. It's very weird. It's a very weird game. Right, because but, most most gameplay is does seem to revolve around violence. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, totally. You know. Uh, so th- I think does that struck a chord with a lot of people. Interesting. Uh, and it's, it's, a, it's great. It's nice. Yeah. It, 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 uh, yeah. So, but, but so that game... The music for that game inspired you, yeah, yeah, to 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 you know create your own music in that. Not necessarily like that music, right? But it's just like it's like if you wanted to do some sort of, uh, not low tech, but it's like it's like it's eight bit, I guess, is what I basically was doing mm-hmm. at the time. Uh, uh, chip tunes like. There are ways to make it very good and interesting. Not that I didn't think other music in the past was like, uh, but this was so well done that it just kind of kicked me in the ass. I think it kicked a lot of people in the ass, right? Honestly, but and it, yeah, because it's really minimal and it's also really effective. It's it's extremely effective. It's extremely th- like this whole soundtrack is like three and a half hours long. Mm-hmm. It's like a hundred tracks. I think I put twenty of them on here. Fuck. But most of them are like. Not most of them, but like a lot of them are like around a minute. Like sure. they're not that long. Sure. Because they repeat a lot in the game. I wish more game soundtracks did this. Mm. Instead of putting like, here's a five minute track where we repeat it three and a half times. Just do this. That's all you need to do. Right? That gets the point across. Right. That's, like here's a motif. That's really what I want. So that you say that is interesting. This soundtrack is like a case study in how to do leitmotif. Mm. Because I, I tried to get it across a bit on what I've added on here. But if you just go through uh, the full soundtrack, you'll just hear the same themes reworked and recycled mm-hmm. and re-jiggered, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. woven in and out of the other themes. There are like, I don't know, four or five main, main themes, and they're reused in such interesting different ways. Uh, it's it's mind-blowing how like this soundtrack is insane. It, it was, yeah. I really enjoyed everything I heard on it, and not and not just enjoyed it, but it was like I have I'm gonna have to come back to this. Sweet, I'm gonna have to you know because there's there is you know I hit a saturation point on it, like the first like sure. sort of like after like six or seven, I was like okay man like this is all great, but this is all different than the previous. Like I can't get my bearings here, <laughs> you know. Right. Um, if you don't sit around listening to the shit, it's like a bit harder to to penetrate as well. That's true. That's true. Um so um cool. So there was sort of a we'll back up a second and so there was a Shovel Knight. Yeah. Which is I, I went and looked at the gameplay for it and I was <laughs> I said this looks joyous to play. Yeah. Uh it is. It's hard. So it can get really frustrating, but okay. it is. It's a nice, it's a good feel good sort of thing. Yeah, it, it, um, yeah, I was, uh, <clears throat> so my sort of brain dump on this 
Uh, but yeah, like it's it's obvious retro feel. The music's fun as hell. Um, and just overall, it really kind of blows my mind how much the sort of the melodies. This is this doesn't just apply to Shovel Knight. This kind of applies to a lot of this stuff. Mm-hmm. But how sort of like the melodies and the way that these songs are put together just so much mimics the like funk fusion jam band music. And I have to speculate that if the reason, the reason for that is that these musics, because there's two possibilities, as far as I see, there's two possibilities. Either there's like a common lineage, like mm-hmm. they're ultimately derivative from the same, like a sim- similar source. Right. Um, and there's probably some of that. Right. Sure. But, I think that it might be more, it might have more to do with that these musics are trying to serve a similar function, Mm. which is be an engaging, engrossing uh, background that creates a certain type of, that has has a certain type of trance-like quality that keeps you engaged, but allows for you to have an experience. Yeah, I think that's like dead on. Probably on both counts. I'm willing to bet more the second than the first, but I think you're, yeah. I think you're. What do you mean by the second than the first? The two things you just listed. Oh, yeah. Of like the lineage and then Mm -hmm. the. I'm sure there's some of that, like you said, but I think the second one is like you're writing a game soundtrack. Like that's kind of probably one of your main goals a lot of the time. Right. Is to do exactly that. Right. Have like, here's. You know, this is this is this is sort of a. It's almost like a thread to engage one or more of your senses, so that the rest, so that your mind can go out. Right, because a lot of times, when I, I probably said it before on one of these one of these game episodes, but like a lot of times when I he- just sit and listen to the soundtrack, I will uh, picture in my head or like I'll get the feeling that I had when I was playing. A certain part of that game mm-hmm. and when you're playing the part of the game that the music's in the music if it's done well it will like propel you it will like intensify mm-hmm. the experience mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and i think that's part of it right is exactly that right 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 yeah like if you've if you've you know that's what i think about it very much reminds excuse me of the feeling of you know like a really good you know, lettuce show. Um, because, you know, you listen to the band's music, you know, like you listen to the record output and you're like, oh, these are really groovy, you know, funky tunes with some cool melodies. And this is just a cool, cool vibe. Right. Yeah. But live, it's a different, it's a totally different animal, you know, and it does. And that's one of the things I love so much about that funk, you know, slash jam band, Music is that it is uh, it is trying to facilitate the audience having a certain experience, right? Right. But you're but you're 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 you're, all, you're like you're trying. So you're always trying to balance these two things of like keeping it really interesting, right? Keeping it and part of keeping something interesting is keeping it unique, right? Right. But also like, well, we got to make sure this goes down easy. Yeah. Right. Like. We want to engage enough of your brain so that you stay engaged and you keep paying attention, but we don't want to engage so much that you're like having to think. 
Right. And it and I I feel like video game music is trying to pull on similar threads. I think so, yeah. And so that's probably why there's it feels like there's so much overlap to me. I think you're totally right. Like t- to me the best game music will do that exact thing. It'll like transport you back to what it was that you were seeing and mm-hmm. thinking. Yeah. At the time that you experienced it. And then while you're thinking and experiencing it, you're picking up the the beats that the music is mm-hmm. is dropping for you essentially is like the little the the little unique things that pop out and so, that make you say, "Oh shit, what was that? Oh, that right. was cool." Right. Uh so I think it goes both ways. Right, cuz you can't you can't just have um just merely functional music because that's almost like a bag with the bottom cut out of it. It's not going <laughs> to hold on to anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you can't store any experiences in that music if it if it's not memorable, if it doesn't have anything, you know. Yeah. Um and so And it can be detrimental even cuz if it's going to repeat and you're going to hear it a lot and it's not engaging or interesting like yeah. you're going to be tired of it really quick right 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 that's i guess it's put you off the game you know i guess we're sort of like also intuitively talking or not intuitively but sort of adjacently accidentally talking about nuances of film scoring as well um sure yeah you know but uh so then um <clears throat> another thing about some of this, this is just a random, this is a rando percussion talk. It ha- made me have this thought, particularly this sort of the composition on the Shovel Knight tunes mm-hmm. of, it's interesting to think about the functions of the of the sounds in the drum set, right? Okay, yeah. so like, why do you put us, like, why do you play the hi-hat part on the hi-hat and the snare part on the snare, right? Like, why don't you, why don't you, play like eighth notes on the snare and the backbeat on the hi-hat, right? Or mm-hmm. whatever. Like, why don't, why is, why is it what it is, right? Yeah. And again, to me, it sort of seems like there's two answers to that. One is it's, uh, maybe there's a cultural reference. Like, well, we're used to hearing that snare sound in those places. We're used to hearing this sound in those places, mm-hmm. right? So that's where you do those sounds. But then it also makes me wonder if there is sort of a, an aspect of, well, what you need to do the hi-hat thing, quote unquote, is a sound that is within a certain frequency range that has a certain character. Yeah. And what you need to do the snare thing is a sound that's in a certain frequency range and has a certain character. Yeah. And so, but what those sounds actually are is completely arbitrary. Right. As to how they can function in the music, and uh, so yeah, that's that's the thought I had. I I identify tremendously with that second one for sure because like that's how, like whenever I am writing music like that, mm-hmm. like that is how I think about it. That's how I approach it exactly. Whereas like it doesn't really matter like just what's gonna sound good here. Right, right. Because once you get out of those the confines of like, I'm a person having to fucking play this and, and I'm playing on a set of sounds that has a hundred years of history behind it. Yes. You know? Um, so because it's, it's, there's a symbiotic relationship with the, the culture of the drum set. There's a symbiotic relationship with one to the, just the physical, the physicality of how to do all that shit at the same time. 
and also with technology that allows you to put things in certain places to be able to do them ergonomically. Sure. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. Do you know, there's a, there's a, I, I, I could talk about that for quite a bit, but I'm, I'm going to digress, but there's a, you know, like you didn't get, you weren't able to have one guy play the bass drum in the snare until the technology was there to make a bass drum pedal. Right. Yeah. You know, you weren't able to have all these toms and shit until the technology was there. And it was economical to have stands that could put all those toms in places where you could reach them ergonomically. Yeah. You know, like, so, and, but by the time though, each one of those advances happened, there was already culture and tradition and momentum carrying it into those things, you know? So you're not going to like, Oh, well shit, I can, I can play the bass drum now. Let me leave all of this marching repertoire of the snare behind and just do bass drum shit. No, no, no. It all carries over, you know? So it's always interesting to hear someone use drumish sounds, <laughs> but they're not confined to, you know, well, I have to do this with my right hand and my left hand because a snare's in front of me and I, I wouldn't have a hi-hat in front of me because I'd have to put my foot in front, you know, like your hi-hat has to be here because your foot needs to be on it and your bass drum needs to, you know, it's right. all confined to just the ergonomics of the body. Right. So. I've, okay, that's, that's interesting to think about because I've always thought about it in terms of how you place those sounds within the music, but I never thought about it from a, like, physicality perspective well and but that makes total sense especially when you think about especially traditionally right like not just okay well I'm, i need to record these sounds in this way to get to make this composition mm -hmm. right um because if that's all you're doing man so fucking what man i only got to hit it one time it's totally fine if a drum's up here over my head or some shit like that right right but if you think about it as far as the function of the drum set that you're you're keeping time man you're keeping people dancing and shit like that. Whatever you're doing, you need to be able to do it for hours. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, like, I can't, like, I it, can't. It needs to be economical. Right. Like, I can't, I physically can't put the ride cymbal directly in front of me because I have a fucking bass drum here that I have to play with my fucking foot. And so my ride cymbal is going to be on this side. So I'm going to play it with just one hand. Yeah. You know, so on and so forth, blah 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 blah. But uh, but yeah. yeah, listening to some of listening to to particularly some one of the shovel night tunes. There was a certain like snare where where, where a, a second snare sound was functioning kind of as a hi hat. Oh, uh, okay. And I was like, oh, okay, that's interesting. I'm gonna go back and listen to it in that context. That's cool. So, um, all right, one more sort of global question about this. Uh huh. So what's all of this? What's up with all this retro shit? So so I told you, uh, I think after the first episode or in the first episode that this shit would be coming back at some mm, point, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. it has come back in a big way. <laughs> so was this part of a trend? Or okay, I don't mean that in a diminutive sense. Yeah, was yeah. this like, was this a thing that was just that was just happening, or or did you just happen to particularly be into retro games? Uh, it was a thing that was happening. Okay. I'm like, I do, I love to find a good retro game. It's really, really satisfying to find a good one that's done well, mm -hmm. that, that feels good, that sounds good, that all this stuff. Do you feel like it's really difficult to do that? 
Uh, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, but it very much was a thing that was happening, also. As tools got to the point where you can much more, uh, not just easily, but more reliably, like, put together a good game in this style. Right, 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 uh, right. And does that have to do with what you're talking about of, like, the indie game, like, the indie game surge and whatnot, too? Does yeah. Does that intersect with that idea? Yeah, totally. Because indie games have always sort of been around, but there was a huge surge around the sort of 2010-ish time, uh, and they only got uh, bigger and bigger, and more and more people looked at that and said, and also it was like an age, it was like a generational thing, right? Sure. People who had grown up with that shit, like, ka-chunk. <laughs> what was that, guys? Intermission time. Got my AC remote. Oh fuck! No. <laughs> it's all coming apart. Hey, it's it's also a big generational thing. Like people who grew up playing uh, NES and Super NES games with you know, right, awesome right. pixel art. We're growing up and making games now. Right, 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 right. And I and like if you. <laughs> it's very easy to like you're not going to if you're if you have limited resources it's uh it's advantageous for you to try to create art that's in a style that's a few decades old 100 percent, 100 percent, because it does not take nearly the effort it in some senses it takes it takes a different kind of effort and a different kind of expertise in the sense that your barriers to entry are not solely monetary it, right like straight up it's just not as expensive yes yes yeah. like it's it's cheaper to make an old school raw sounding death metal record than it is to to make on record that sounds like cattle decapitation. Totally. And like there there are games that put tremendous amounts of effort and probably resources into creating like ridiculous pixel art. Mm. Like it doesn't it it doesn't look like anything that could have been on the Super Nintendo, for example. I see. Like it looks modern, but it's pixel art. I see. Shit like that happens. Sure. Yeah, it's it's yeah, yeah. it's more rare, but like yeah. Uh so yeah, it was very much a function of timing and also just uh, the trend gotcha. sort of bubbling up. Uh, Shovel Knight in particular is very based on uh, partially like Mega Man, right. but also um, DuckTales. Fuck, that game, enough. that game is so good. Yes, you're totally, because the, the jumping with the cane. Exactly. Fuck! Ha! Exactly. Holy I, shit. I was hoping you would know what that was, so that's, that's perfectly good. Yeah. Bro! It, like, <laughs> when they were making this game, like, they cited... This was a big Kickstarter game. Uh, they directly cited, like, we're going to make a fucking DuckTales game. Like, Dude, I, I remember as a kid playing the fucking <laughs> DuckTales game and being like, this. why is the DuckTales game so fucking good? It was a Konami game, and Konami was making killer games back then. But, Fair enough. But, uh, yeah. There you go. So. Fuck. 
direct direct inspiration there. Wow, I'm glad I flipped through enough of the gameplay to see the, to <laughs> to see, see the shovel getting bounced. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's a fucking great game. Shit. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's badass. <laughs> um. Okay, so the next one. Uh, I guess we can talk about is near Automata. Okay. Um, that's the next one in the that list. That was the next one in the list, yeah. Um. So is this is this a, a sequel to another? Like we've have we talked about another game like this already? Yeah, we talked about near one. Okay. Uh, last okay. last time. Okay, that's so what I thought. It's not a sequel per se, but it is, is this the, the one with the weird lyrics and shit? Okay. Ha-ha! Yes. I knew it. Okay. Nailed it. Uh, but it is the next game from that same guy. I see. Yeah. I see, I see. Um, very very similar thematically, as you could imagine. Very similar musically, as you can hear. So, um, I listened to music, and, and I was like, okay, yeah, this big fucking epic world beat feel or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Cool, you know? But it felt pretty digestible. You know what I mean? Um, and then I was like, okay, what's up with these fucking lyrics and these vocals? Yeah. Um, so I just now remember that there was that whole, you know, like, hey, create a language. Is that what that shit was? Yeah. Yeah. So it was less so, like, so the first the first game, the entire soundtrack was in weird languages to some extent and sung by the same woman. Uh-huh. Uh, this soundtrack, they divvied up the, the duties a lot more and she sings maybe like a third of it. Gotcha. And then this other girl sings about a third of it. Got it. And then the rest has some lyrics or not any at all. That sort of thing. Got it. So there's much more variety on here. And on the with the stuff I added on here, only one of the tracks, uh, Amusement Park, has that same girl on it. Okay. Everything else is different at this point. Cool. Cool. Um. Yeah. So as we get into these other ones, there's a lot of examples where if you were to watch this gameplay without the sound on the music that you imagine being there or the gameplay that you imagine going with this music it is it just does not fucking match (laughs) (laughs) and Uh. and it dramatically affects your perception of the gameplay when hearing this music this is one of those Totally. If I just played this game and this soundtrack wasn't there, nah, man. Well, and, not and, even, not even close. So something I noticed, and I, I didn't like watch all of it, right? But I, yeah. I, I watched sections and I skipped around. And so what I noticed, I mean, I listened to all the music that was in the playlist, but in the gameplay video, right? Yeah, because I put like hours long gameplay videos, just right, you know, to skim through. So there's like a. It was like there was almost like an inversion where like the like flying combat game was like this like crazy like like it was real epic and real or, I mean not 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 epic is not the right word but it's very um like it's very emotional music uh-huh. and you're like flying around shooting a big robot or mm-hmm. whatever you know it's very you know it's yeah. pulling on weird emotional strings but then there's music that you would expect to be like really kind of tense 
when you're doing like a one on fight with some shit and it's like kind of like just bumbly incidental music. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's and it's like what like I'm so confused with what this music is trying to inform me and telegraph to me to feel about how I am experiencing the, the you know this this game. Like I'm supposed mm-hmm. to be like kind of melancholic and reflective while I'm flying this fucking ship. Yeah. Blasting up a fucking robot and shit. Yeah. And um and so I think that just speaks to the big problem with doing these lists in the first place, which is the context that you don't have. I think that makes all the difference in the world. Uh, this is not a criticism. No, no, no. I'm just saying that, that <laughs> I think that's why that, that that there is that big disconnect. And it makes total sense that there would be. I I just I'm I'm I am I am mostly trying to say that this is very that this is this playing these games coupled with this music seems like such an incredibly novel experience. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know. Agreed. Like, like I'm Agreed. I, I am trying to say that watching these gameplay video, what, what was presented to me, the combination of the gameplay and the sound was something that was beyond my imagination. <laughs> I would not have been able to to conjure something that and so um gotcha, gotcha. You know, and I and I guess so like with, with a game like this, like you as the player, like you yeah. Robert. Yeah, yeah. As the player. So like, what appeals to you about this game? Like, why do you like this game? Because of exactly what you're describing, actually. This weird, like, dissonance mm-hmm. that also happens to come together and work in a unique way. Okay. That most games cannot pull off. Most games don't try to pull stuff like this off. But this game pulls it off and does it better than you know, anyone else, the, the, the series of games specifically, they pull off this like weirdly at, at once epic, but melancholy and reflective uh-huh. and exciting, but depressing, uh, vibe. Yeah. And it has that sensibility and that's what it, that's what the whole game is. That's what the game is built around. That's what it's about. Uh-huh. That's, that's woven into the gameplay and the story and the characters and the music and the down to the structure of the game, which I was trying to think about how to, because I can't describe what this game's about. It, it won't, I can't do that. It won't work. Um, but I can give you a general overview of, a quick, a quick overview of the structure of the game and why the structure of the game is reflective of those qualities exactly. So you play through the game, as these two characters you play through it once you get to the end the, they're, they're two like companion characters the one has to kill the other one at the end because he's become infected with this thing you play through it again because once you finish the, the first time you play through it again as the other character mm. you see things differently along the way and you get to the end and you have to be killed by your companion again but you've met this other character you start a third time and you play as the third character and the character you played from playthrough one gets killed by this third character because she's going to die anyway and she 
stuff happens. And then the second character sees that and goes crazy. And so you've got this third character versus the second character. And you go through to the end of that. And you have to keep going through these sections. You see, you, it only repeats once. Uh, and you go through different sections each time. Uh, so at the end, they fight each other. And you have to decide which one you're going to play as during this fight. And then therefore, also who's going to win the fight. Mm. And if you play through that, finish it, get that ending, go back and play it again, play through the other character, get both endings, see the whole thing, you're given a choice. Uh, you're not given a choice yet. Everyone dies, basically. Let's say that. Just everyone fucking dies. Uh, and then it is it is uh, told to you that, hey, if you wanted to, you could like restart this cycle because it turns out this whole thing was a cycle. And it's meant for the cycle to keep perpetuating itself. But there's a hope there that things could be different. Mm. And that's a, that's a novel thing. That's kind of a beautiful thing, that mm. things could be different. Um, and that's sort of the theme of the game, mm. is this hope in, this face of, in, the, in the face of like sort of perpetual despair that things could be different. That's the oh, that's the general theme. There's way more nuance to it than that. Yeah. Um, but so you get to the very end of the game, and you are there are these sections throughout the game where you're sort of like hacking, quote unquote, and you're like a little asteroids ship going through and shooting like things. The the credits section of the game, the credits are coming down. You're the little ship, and you're destroying the credits as they come down, <laughs> and then they start coming more and more and more faster, faster, faster. And you can't keep up with them, and you die eventually. I think you can technically beat it, but most people are going to die. So you die during this credit sequence, and it says, "Do you want to start over?" And you say, "Okay." And then eventually, it's like, "So and so wants to help you," and it's a name that looks like it might be another person, like another player, like their their PlayStation name or whatever the mm -hmm. fuck. And you're like, "Yeah, okay." And then so another ship comes in, and helps you, and then you see a couple more of those, and you're like, "Yeah, I'll take this help." And you get like ten ships. And you wreck the credits and you get to the end. And then it's like, okay, cool. Do you want to give up your save game to send your save game to somebody else to help them? Because everyone else who helped you, that was their save games coming in. What? <laughs> and, and if you do that, your save game gets deleted from your system. What? So everyone else who helped you, they deleted their save games to help you. What the fuck? Right? <laughs> right? That's some fucking wild shit. Like, who would do that? <laughs> but these this, these dudes did it. And it's exactly the kind of thing I would expect from this game series. That's the kind of shit. That's like, oh. no one else. Like, that's, it's it's like profound. Right. But it's also like, it's just a fucking game save. Who cares? But also you just dumped like 40 hours into it. Right. And you're just going to give it up to help, to maybe help somebody else. Who you don't know. You're never going to meet them. Right. But it's like, it's kind of... You know? Wow. So that that ending uh, fucking floored me for a while. And I didn't play that. I didn't, I've never replayed that game all the way to the end again. <laughs> You're like, I'm not going to give this up. <laughs> oh, I give that shit up. Like, hell yeah, I'm giving that shit up. Like, but not again. Not, not again. <laughs> it's too, too, too taxing. It's as, it's as emotionally taxing as a game can really be. Because you see that and you're like, fuck, man. People I don't know helped me. 
right. to, for whatever, you know, it meant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, for however little it actually meant in the grand scheme of things. Like, that's pretty amazing. That's fucking wild. Well, and it, uh, yeah. That, uh, the idea too of the replaying from different characters and different points of view of, okay, we're well, going to play as one and then you're going to play as the other one. And now you're going to play as a third. Yeah. There's sort of, there's, I guess there's a sort of a commentary there about truth and the nature of truth and, you know, or the, the character that you play as in this game initially is her name is to be. <sighs> it's that like blunt. <laughs> Yeah. But also, it's very nuanced throughout. Like they do that on purpose. Okay. And you you meet a fucking robot named Sartre, and he tell like, there's a lot going on there, in terms of this shit. It's uh, old JP, huh? Yeah, old, old, <laughs> old JP Sartre. Um, very like machines and nature of okay being and things like that. It's it, it's it's it so fascinates you that that you like, at what point? And you and in, in your sort of video game <clears throat> journey, uh-huh. did you understand? Did you, did you were you able to grasp that 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 video games as a medium are well equipped to unpack and examine f- really intricate philosophical. you know, yeah, topics and or, or things like that. Like more so than a piece of music might be able to or, or even a film. Oof, man. That's a good question. Because that's basically just like, what is the first game that you came across? Because that's a rare thing in games. Yeah. It's like, it's hard to do well. Sure. And there, fuck, there are like studios out there who are known for doing it poorly, but they keep <laughs> trying. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Um, God, what is the early? Maybe like, it depends on how well they did it, I guess. Like, if you remember from the first one, like there was like Deus Ex. Mm-hmm. That was a pretty good example for the time. Right, 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 uh, right, right, right. But then like a decade later, you had the first Nier game and that did it really well. But but much better, right? And uh, and then you get this game and a couple of games here and there, but there aren't many. Okay, there really aren't many. Yeah, it. I. I. For me, because I, you know, my video game consumption is is the is like the 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 very like sort of surface popcorn love popcorn movie level. <laughs> right, right, right. You know what I mean? Like the games that I play are the games that literally everyone has played. You know, so. So, but um, I was very moved and floored by sort of the levels of meaning in a Bioshock Infinite, okay, for yeah, instance. Yeah. You know mm-hmm. that 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 you were able. It's like I just watched a god. I just played through a. Like I am weeping at the end of this fucking violent first-person shooter that was about that was about class consciousness and quantum mechanics. Yeah. What the fuck is happening? <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, yeah, and yeah. so, so yeah. Uh, but again, at the that's at the time. I mean, that was like fucking two thousand. That was twenty thirteen, I think. Yeah, I would have yeah. played it in twenty thirteen. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's right. So, your recommendation? I was like, what's a good video game? You know, like you'll like Bioshock. 
Infinite. Was it really nice? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I texted you. I was like, I'm in the mood for a new video game. Sick. You know. <laughs> I'd probably just played it. You you recommended that in XCOM. Uh XCOM oh, yeah. two. Okay. So I good, got both of those. Good recommendations, Robert. <laughs> way, way to go. Way yeah, to go. Way to go. Back. Very different kinds of games, but yeah. Yeah. Um okay. Uh moving on. So let's do a quick one. Uh-huh. So Necrodancer. Yeah. Motherfucking Rave Zelda. Hell yeah, it is. Man, funny you say that because the next game that that studio made was a Zelda game, basically. For, really? They, they made a rhythm game for Nintendo with the Zelda characters and shit. <laughs> very, very, very based off of Necrodancer. So of perfect did. pull. They're they like did. the only studio who's ever been given license to use the Zelda characters, I think. Because uh, Nintendo doesn't just hand that shit out to people. For sure. So good, good pull. <laughs> So, um, so yeah, this music is great. So this is a a a, a rhythm based game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. You watched the gameplay a little bit. I did. Yeah, I did. And and there's there's only like one other game, and I can't fuck me. I can't remember the other thumper. Okay. Yeah, where you're going is to it, the railing. And yeah, I yeah. just bought that, and I never played it actually. Um, a friend of mine is just was just hardcore into it several years ago when it came out and i just bought it because you can play it in vr uh, and i want to play it in vr i bet that's gonna be some shit i fucking bet it is so but yeah but this but that was the first time i was aware of these games where that that are rhythm based um right. or rhythm violence i think is that's how, what that's how they market that fucking game yeah how they yeah, market yeah. thumper yeah because there are games like you know guitar hero and things that yeah, have but that's not what that, that is that's not that's a, a different, different thing. thing yeah yeah these you have to be on a rhythm to to do well in the game but it's not like it but it, it there's another thing like you're you're moving a character or an object rhythmically in space you're yes. not trying to replicate music you're not right. trying to like facsimile replicate music. Yeah. And specifically um, in this game, you you move with your like WASD keys or your mm -hmm. controller directions or whatever, and you do it on the beat. Yeah. And if you do that, you keep your power, you keep your combo going. Wow. So if you do that, you're you're doing better. And you can get off the beat and you don't die, but you just lose your combo. So That's there's interesting. there's heavy incentive to keep on the beat. And the the catch is as you move so does everything else. So you have to like figure out the patterns of how things move and move accordingly. Interesting. And everything moves differently. Sometimes it'll just go back and forth. Sometimes it'll just go one every couple beats. Or oh. sometimes they'll come at you like super fat. Like Okay. It's pretty rough. You can play this game with a DDR pad too. Like what's a DDR pad? Dance Dance Revolution. Oh, like... Oh, shit. Which is pretty fucking cool. <laughs> I have one. I've never been able to really use it because I've always lived in apartments and had people right. below me. Right, yeah, but yeah, but you below me. <laughs> I look down my nose at them. <laughs> to the next floor. You just need to tell those, you need to tell your neighbors to <laughs> below you. Okay, I'm, playing, hey. I'm playing DDR. Hey, fuckers. You can below me. <laughs> um. Nice. Uh, so, so yeah, this music's great. Obviously, it's cool. It's yeah. you know, um, no surprise. I I don't want to I don't want to undersell any of this music. 
Um, <laughs> because like at this point, I'm like, yeah, well, of course it's great and awesome. Right. But um, yeah, it's Danny Baranowski who did the Binding of Isaac soundtrack from last time. Right, right. Um, yeah, dude, which dude, was dude, killer. Dude kills it. So, sorry, I lost my place here in my notes. Um, so I did notice something that I thought was interesting. It's sort of, you know, attached to the thing I said about like fun- funky jammy music and the experience that the game is trying to create. Yeah. Which is that, which is, uh, I noticed that. A lot of the songs from Persona and a lot of the songs from Crypt of the Necromancer are in similar tempo ranges. Hmm. So most of it is in the like one, like it's it's close to 120, like plus or minus five to 10 BPMs. Yeah. There's one song on Persona that's, that's a, a slower one that's around 70 or so. Right. But, um, but yeah, and I was like, I was like, I was, I was like, it's interesting because those two games have very different gameplay. But they, there's a, but it is that is kind of like the 120. Like some people refer to that as like the heartbeat or like the walking tempo uh-huh. or whatever. And it's like that does, you know, that does. It's interesting. It. I wish I had something more deep and profound to say about the, the, the tempo choice, right? Like not just the stylistic choice, but like the tempo choice of uh, and how how the, the tempo of the music relates to gameplay yeah. and, and things like that. But I think there's definitely something to be to be dug out there for sure because Yeah. Uh I mean in Necrodancer there's literally a fucking heart on the screen beating the pulse of the tempo at you. <laughs> So there's that, uh, and there are some slower tracks in there for sure. Like there's mm-hmm. one that's like boom, gotcha. So there, there there's some variation, but a lot of them are roughly right around in there. And then Persona, you're a lot of that stuff is like shit's happening. There's battles going on or whatever, right? Or the there's story's little... moving forward. So they want you to they want to keep right. pushing forward. All right. So let's talk about that game a little bit. Yeah, Persona because Five is what this is. That game's fucking weird. Yeah, it is. And that music is fucking weird. <laughs> um, so, yeah. <laughs> Persona 5, I was like, uh-oh, it's back. <laughs> yep. So this, we've done, we did 3, 4, and 5 now. This strange 70s exploitation <clears throat> film interpretation fusion funk. <laughs> like, um, and, and then I was like, these bass lines. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. So yeah, I didn't have a lot to add to it except for like this is just really great, amazing, funky <laughs> fusion music, man. It is like also groovy. It's also well executed. Um, and and I, yeah. I know you explained it to me. I vaguely remembered it, and I was like, I started watching the gameplay video. Yeah, and it was like, okay, this is the one that has like there's these. Like this, the the gameplay is existing on sort of multiple levels where there's like these, pers- like you have like the actual quote unquote character that's running around and interacting in space, but then yeah. whenever there's fights, it's like they're personas. Yeah, you have your like group and they summon their personas. Right, right, yeah. and they battle other people's personas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes, yeah, yeah. And 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 shit like that. But it seemed like there's a lot of the gameplay where you're just kind of like running around. Yep. Like in an urban environment and whatnot. Yep. And that's, I was, and, 
And I was like, okay, well, that that makes sense with some of the choice of music, mm-hmm. you know? Um, yeah, you spend a lot of time just running around an urban environment in this game. Right. Because a, a big part, I don't know if you remember, but this there are two like main uh, sections of the game that feed off of one another. Mm-hmm. There's the there's the battling stuff where like, you go into a dungeon and you do fights and shit. And then there's the social aspect of it. Right. Where you like make, you like make friends, you like forge relationships with people in the game. Right. And those power up your personas in battle. Uh, and then the further you go in here, the the more you can meet people. Interesting. Yeah, it seemed so, like there were, like as I skipped through, it seemed like there were sort of three main, like there was the dialogue aspect, there was sort of like this running around exploring aspect, yeah. and then the fighting aspect. Yeah, um, pretty much. It seemed, it might have just been a weird, like what I happened to click on, but it seemed like there was a lot of like, sexual overtones and stuff in that game yeah of like yeah it's like oh that's oh you just have to endure it i was like oh she's this prostitution and then like i skip around a little bit and it's like i feel bad because of the sexual harassment and i was like oh shit no that's literally <laughs> is that just the, like yeah. is that just part of this game you know? yeah and some like i think the the guy who was talking about that was like it's meant to be like the shadow version of themselves, so like the most extreme version of themselves. Mm. But that shit's all over these games, mm-hmm. uh, both in like it meant to be portrayed as a bad thing, and then also people on your team just being like skeezy fuck, fucking weirdos. Right. So it's that's a very like Japanese sort of thing. Sure. Yeah. 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 Uh, but uh, yeah, it's it's a very weird game on many fronts. Yeah, I don't. I don't feel like I have the slightest understanding of it. <laughs> fair, fair. Um, it uh, the music is incredible, and the game looks really interesting. Um, and I guess like that that is probably a thing that that kind of keeps happening with these, especially once once I started uh, incorporating or once you started incorporating the gameplay videos, and um, yeah, is sort of understanding how big and creative and expansive the world of video games is because i think i think because video games are sort of such a i mean i guess you could say it's of all art really but video games are often a very i'm not going to generalize okay for myself video games have always been a private thing Right. Whenever video games were social, it's because I was playing with other people in the fucking room. Yeah, yeah. And, but whenever you, it, it, it's very easy to sort of subconsciously allow yourself to think that, well, all that exists, like the only types of video games that exist out there are the types that I have played. <laughs> And 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 they're and whenever they make new games, they're just better at doing the type of things that I already know exist. This is a better first person shooter. Mm-hmm. This is a first person shooter that's more engaging and it tweaks these things, but still first person shooter. Or this is a better oh, this is this is a, an RPG in a bigger world, or this is an RPG with whatever like more boobs or whatever it is finally thank god right oh these are not triangle boobs finally right this is all i ever wanted um 
Looking yeah. at you, Witcher. Looking at you, Witcher. Um, Video games have come a long way since Lara Croft. <laughs> yeah. Um, but but by but but this this list and all this stuff has just really exposed me to like man there's a lot that's fucking possible in this art form that is called video games yeah man like uh even if you're somebody who plays like the occasional game every couple years or whatever Mm -hmm. you're probably not going to know about much of what's out there and that's just kind of how it is unless you're just into it Right. Like you're gonna know about your your Bioshocks that comes along every once in a while. You're gonna know about the new Halo or the new Mass Effect or the new Dragon Age. Right. The shit that has just like transcended right. the new Fallout, Fallout Skyrim. Exactly. Yeah. The shit that has just become like a cultural touchstone in some way. Mm-hmm. But if you get even like the least bit into it, there are so many rabbit holes to go down. Uh yeah, I just love being into games weirdly mm-hmm. uh like i don't even play most games but i like being i like knowing about them so that that was another question i wanted to ask you is is how do you find new games how do you decide what new games you're going to play or how to how it's like oh i have to play that i'm definitely i have to i can't wait to get that one or fuck it i'll try this like how how does what what is the game discovery process like for you so i I mean, a lot of things like I read some gaming forums every once in a while. I follow gaming people on Twitter. Uh, I listen to some podcasts. Um, I just see news every once in a while. I know what to look for on Steam in a way. I see what people are. Well, I don't really do that much. I do have friends on Steam who I can see what they buy and play and stuff like that, but that doesn't necessarily affect what I go for. But at, more importantly, at this point in, like I've played games, I've been playing games for like 30 some odd years or whatever. Mm-hmm. But at, th- at this point, I have a very, very good idea of the kind of games that I like and the kind of games that I am in the mood for, more importantly. Okay. Because I've got like way too many fucking games. Sure. Uh, and I, I have the like privilege of being able to pick what I want to play based on how I f- feel, mm-hmm. like what I feel like playing, right? It's not just like, all right, I'm just going to play a game and here's the game that I'm going to play. But like, which one of these hundred some odd games, you know, that I have installed on my computer, am I feeling like playing right now? Right. And so a lot of that goes into a lot of the times. Um, Maybe if there's a type of game that I haven't played in a while that I want a good one of, maybe I'll be on the lookout for one of those. Mm -hmm. But really it just comes down to, I'm just paying attention to it a lot, to that whole space. Right. And I just get news from it i see people who are talking about it i have people who i know like that they have good taste Mm. and maybe their taste sort of aligns with mine in a way uh or if i'm looking for a certain thing i'll go see what somebody's talking about that sort of thing gotcha so gotcha i'm just in it i guess and there's if you're not there's it's too it's impossible to keep up with uh right that that is that's how things have felt whenever i I sort of every once in a while I'm like, I'd like to play a new game. And what ends up happening is I end up scrolling through, you know, like the Microsoft store on my Xbox and, you know, yeah. and maybe I try something I haven't done before and that's hit or miss. Or maybe I just like, well, let me just get Mortal Kombat 28. Um, Do you have Game Pass? 
now. So I don't have an Xbox, but I have Game Pass because it's on PC too. And so it's like you pay what is like ten bucks a month or something like that, mm-hmm. twelve bucks a month, and you can just play any of the games that are on Game Pass. Gotcha. And so anything they add on there, you can just download and play. And I've found so many fucking cool games that way. That makes sense. And so that's another way to do it. Is that like just sense. look at what's added to Game Pass. Fucking... Does it look interesting at all? Fucking download give it. it. A it's shit. there. Give. <laughs> yeah. I almost say give it a shit. Give it a shit. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> Give it the old college shit. Ooh, <laughs> Jesus. Sorry that uh, that really that really caught me. Uh, <laughs> um Okay, man. All right, cool. That's interesting. Um because I I guess it would be like, yeah, I don't. I listen to music three times a year. I'd like to hear some new <laughs> I music. I want to hear a new music album. <laughs> yeah, where do I, where well, do I go for the musics? <laughs> I guess I'll go to the Walmart music section yeah. to see what they have available. Let me just. <laughs> oh, I guess I'm getting another Garth Brooks record. <laughs> <laughs> he just keeps putting them out. I'll I'll take his live record. Thank you. Yeah, so pretty much that. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh man, shit. This is not. So, uh, I, I saw Garth Brooks live a few years ago. No shit. Yeah, man, it was real. Fu- uh, me and Allison went. It was. Uh, I think it was even before we were married. Anyway, he did like this thing where he's like, "I'm playing at the Toyota Center." For a month, <laughs> or whatever. Oh, okay. It was ridiculous. How many? Fu- he did. He just. It was, it was like, like a, he was like in residence there, basically, basically for a while. Wow, holy shit. Um, he did. They just kept adding shows, but we went. Like they would do like an eight o'clock show and like an eleven o'clock show or some shit or or a six whatever. But multiple per day. Yeah, that's pretty interesting. That's it pretty was, wild. Is why. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wow, yeah. that's and, intense. Um, one of the more fun concerts I've ever seen, man. What a. I'd go see Garth Brooks, dude. What an inc- it's so fuck it, yeah. It's so good. I know enough of the songs where I could sing along a lot. His his band is so good, and him as a performer is just like, like there's like, <laughs> there's just like so many, because like at one level it's like high level, on one in one way it's like high level shtick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's. It, it's it's like a it's like shtick is a flat circle like it it becomes so sincere that it's the most honest thing like whenever the joke is whenever there's so much truth in the joke right like the joke is more honest than the truth right um so like the, i forgot what song it was um well, one of the big ones mm-hmm, he mm-hmm. only has 38 of them 38 yeah, of them right um multiple greatest hits albums but, you know, he's like, guy's guitar and shit. All the other lights are down. Just lights on him. And he's like, all right, I'm going to tell you all a secret. Okay. Uh, you know, like there's some other rambling shit, whatever, you know, typical yeah. stuff. And he was like, you see this guitar? Most of the time, they don't even let me turn this damn thing on. And like he, and he, <laughs> and he fucking strums and fucking no sound. There's fucking nothing. Oh, wow. <laughs> they don't even let me turn this thing on. Right, right, right. He's like, but for this next song. Or this next song, they 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 let me start this next one, right? And it and it's like oh, you know, it's like tomorrow never comes or some shit. Like it's yeah. a real like you know, very recognizable, powerful intro. I don't know if it's actually tomorrow never comes, but some 
some song that has an acoustic guitar intro, mm-hmm. right? And just the we just lost our fucking minds. I mean, it was just. <laughs> <laughs> was he telling the truth? I wonder. And it's like it doesn't matter exactly because exactly. it's such a it's like that's such a good joke and that's so expertly delivered yep. and you set me up and you made me laugh and then you like went right for my heart right after yep, that it totally was so so perfect the other thing that was hilarious about that was that um, Allison and I like I mean we were just wearing regular clothes but man was it clear that we we stuck out. Oh, really? Yeah, because she had red hair and I had a beard. Oh. And and that was very, that was not. Was it like a lot of country folks there? Oh, yeah. Because yeah. I, would, I would expect a much broader audience at a Garth Brooks show. I mean, you know. Especially, well, I don't know. This this would have been like 2015, I think. Um, I feel like he was fucking on top of the world for like a. Oh, yeah. Well, and he was. He was. And I mean, and, but but like. It was interesting of like having that sensation of walking or of walking around like oh yeah we're the odd duckling here sure, for sure yeah. mostly because we're instead of standing in the forty person deep line to get a Bud Light we're gonna go to the line that has nobody in it and have some Saint Arnold right right fuck all of you oh man <laughs> um, that was the other reason that we stuck out is because. We're like, yeah, we know what we know what a Saint Arnold is. Bunch of craft beers, uppity uppities. Yeah, fuck. It's, it's it's just about not waiting in line. <laughs> um, also, I don't I don't need a Bud Light necessarily. But. I mean, Bud Light is fine, but it's not worth that kind of weight. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It's fine. It's fine. There's nothing wrong with it. Um, yeah, you're just broken if you like Bud Light. That's fine. I do. No, 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 I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Dude, there's 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 people out there that really think that because they're fans of Miller Lite. Exactly. Uh, this happened to me once. Oh, I, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there was a band that we were both in before you were in it, mm-hmm. uh, Blind Sanctity. Yes. Um, I was I was upset about something, and I was like, I because that was like the thing is like we'd get you know like that band was one of the most fun bands to be in ever because we would just. Oh, what is it? It's Sunday. Well, we're going to go out to Jaime's and we're going to cook fajitas and we're going to drink and we're going to play metal. And it was the funnest shit ever. Yeah. Um, But I I was like, I, I'll buy beer today because I want to get good and fucking drunk because fuck my life. And I go to like Thrifty there in Dayton. And I'm like, well, let me buy the beer you get at the beer getting place. Uh, whatever. I like the color blue. I guess Bud Light will do. <laughs> Grab that shit. I show up. I've got like a 12 pack and I'm like, beer's on me today, guys, because I want to get drunk. Mm-hmm. And like Jonathan Lavelle and Jaime fucking look at me and they're like. <clears throat> <laughs> so. um, You plan on drinking all that? Cause I'm not touching that shit, man. And and I was I was just belligerently I was I was I was beside myself. Like, I was like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> and they're like, no, we we drink Miller Lite. I was like, are you are you fucking serious? And then like, I'll be goddamn mad. So I'm like, fine. And I like tucked him by my floor, Tom, and was like, uh, fine. And I was you don't like, get any then. Yeah. And then um, and I'll be god fucking damned if like. You know, like a few hours later, we're sitting there in the garage, and Jaime's fucking dad is like, 
Who brought the Bud Light? <laughs> oh, I was like, man. fuck all of y'all. It all tastes it all tastes like shit. <laughs> What's funny is I can picture if you don't know who the fuck these people are, you're just not gonna play for you. Doesn't but like, matter. I can picture <laughs> Jonathan saying that, but 50-50 on whether he's serious or joking. I can't picture Jaime saying that at all. He didn't he didn't I, he didn't say it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But 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 okay. but he but but that, that he okay. he agreed with it. The the way he sort of glanced is okay. I to be honest, I don't really I don't have a specific memory of what Jaime did or did not do. Fair. But I know Jaime did not say, "You know what? Give me one of those Bud Lights." <laughs> I know Jaime did not do that. He went along for that ride. The, um, the anti Bud Light. So and no, agenda. no, I spent a lot of time with Jonathan, and uh, and he, <sighs> he he was not joking. Fair. I'm just saying he's the kind of person who would say something like that and be joking. But his jokes, his punchlines come after a few seconds. Not. I'm still waiting. Uh, Fair. Like, he, he doesn't have punchlines that go on for hours or days or years. So, we're at, like, a cool decade now. Um, <laughs> Still hasn't said anything about that Bud Light. He's like, guess what, Richard? I, I, I love Bud Light. Uh. <laughs> um, I, don't, I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, it's a good point. It's a good point. So, thank you, Garth Brooks. This tangent brought to you by... The Miller Light. Um... Right, yeah. So there's a few more games to talk about. Yes, yeah, yeah. Um, not too many. Um, just a couple. So I think. Okay, dude. Well, what the fuck kind of game is Inscription? Because I like couldn't figure this out. I was like, what the fuck am I watching? Is this like Texas Hold'em with an int? Like what? <laughs> In a way, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> Um, do you know Magic the Gathering? Are you familiar with what that is? Yeah. It's it's a simplified kind of version of that in a way. Okay. Is what you're seeing in the video there. Um, it's a it's a card battling game. It's like a... Uh, I was going to say like Pokemon or something like that, but it's not quite like that either. It's a, it's like Magic is, is the best way to say it. Cool. Um, you have cards that have certain abilities and certain synergies. And you have to play this card to be able to play this card. And if you play this card with this card, it does a thing. That's what gotcha. I'm um, But it's part that, and it's part uh, uh, also deck builder. It mm. feed, feeds into that. Okay. You get new cards, and you figure out how to weave those into your deck that you have. I see. That sort of thing. So that's a very like addictive quality to it. I see. Uh, in addition, this game also has like a room escape aspect. What? Wh- what is that? So do you know what room escape is generally oh, oh 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 like escape rooms escape rooms yeah okay exactly uh but there are <laughs> oh not room escape you mean escape rooms <laughs> i heard that is like one word room like, escape i i heard i didn't hear room escape i heard a room escape room escape yeah it's like Some oh sort of a vacuum cleaner? is this a new genre of game no, no it's a room escape game it's it's uh, different than rpgs or rhythm violence games yeah it's that um, new RuneScape game, that Room Escape game. <clears throat> Anyhow, yes. So you're like trapped inside of a location and you there are puzzles to solve within it. Okay. Sort of. It's not exactly Room Escape because you don't necessarily escape from the room. Kind of. Whatever. Uh, 
there are puzzles to solve in this confined location. Gotcha. Let's say that. And then you finish that part of the game, and it becomes a totally different type of game, and it's wild as fuck. So, the, but is it all still in? No. No. What happens after the card playing? So. <laughs> so you turn this game on for the first time, and it, it greets you with oh boy an old school CRT booting up. Yeah. And the game inscription boots up on it. And somebody from off camera says, oh, this looks like a cool game. Let's see what this is. And the implication there is that they put a disc into a computer and are playing a game. That is the game that you play for a while. After you beat this first part of the game, you're greeted with a suite of FMV videos of a real person. And they are, who they are is a YouTuber who opens packs of game cards on their channel. And they find one that has coordinates on it of this inscription game. They, the next video is them going to these coordinates, finding this disc, and saying, oh shit, I didn't think this existed. Then they go home and send an email to the publisher of the game saying, did you publish this game? Does this exist? And then the next video is someone from that company coming to his house and saying, we need that fucking disc back. Or else. And then he's playing it some more. The next part of the... So that the FMV is over for a while. You play the next part of the game, and it's a top-down RPG in the style of Undertale, essentially, or Pokemon or whatever. And instead of just having your one set of cards, you now have four sets of cards that do different things. You go through all that shit, you finish that, you get more FMV videos. It fucking goes places. At the... It, whatever, you're not going to play... Are you going to play this game? You, do you care? I'm, I'm not. At the end of this game... The last FMV video is that person coming back to your house for the disc and shooting your fucking dude in the head and he dies. Amazing. The last shot of that game is a pool of blood with a couple of gar- a cards like floating in it and the girl walking out of the house with the game disc. So <laughs> So yeah. So what are you saying? FMV? Full motion video, sorry. Full motion video. So it's just real ass video. Just okay. real okay, fucking okay. life. So what I thought had happened. Uh huh. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. I because like the first video you sent me, or the first video there, um, in the in the playlist, because these are this is in the um, YouTube playlist. This isn't in the Spotify playlist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is just the <clears throat> the card game, you know, footage. Yeah. And then I watched the next one. And then the next one like gets to the end, and then you hear a voice go like, "Oh, I, I think I beat it." Oh, that was in there. Okay, I didn't know that was in there actually. And and then it's this Good. dude like talking about the deck of cards and da 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 da. Oh, so that was in there. And then and I didn't watch it because I was like, "Oh, oh, this is just some dude who is like streaming the game or like reviewed the game." <laughs> no, nope, that's the game. But I guess this was the only playthrough video that was there with the music he likes. So that's why he sent me this. I'm not going to watch all awesome. this motherfucker. Why is he in the woods? <laughs> living, quote unquote, living his best life. Oh, I don't care about man. this fucking vlogger. Great. Why do I care about this? Great. Um, okay. Well, anyway, I guess I listened to all the music. Cool. I'm just going to walk. I'm just going to uh, turn on some Black Dahlia murder while I finish my walk home. Great. Perfect. What the fuck? Dude? Nope, nope. That's that's the game. That's part of the game. 
that's in the game. That's like some Blair Witch shit. <laughs> yeah. A um, little bit. Wow. A little bit. So, wow. the, yeah. Um, there's there's a whole implication that the disc that he found is fucking cursed and haunted. Mm-hmm. And the people who wrote the code, like, died in horrible, fiery deaths from it. But one of the girls who wrote some of the code was able to, like, infuse a message into it. Mm-hmm. And so as you're playing through the game, the characters in the game reference, like, you can't, you shouldn't know about the old data, the old underscore data. The old data is not to be seen. It's it's forbidden. It's dangerous. How fucking wild. <laughs> this is a game that came out just a couple months ago, but I fucking barreled through it in a couple weeks. It's, it's really fucking good. Because on top of all that weird shit, which it's great at, it's also a really good card game. I see. It's like all the better. So right, 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 right. The the music was was great too. Plus, it's got this incredible ambiance all throughout. Yeah, that music like it's um, fucking creepy and really moody and yeah. In that second video, the one with the leshy, the moon behind him and all this shit. Yeah, like it. Uh, oh man, yeah. So the the music had this really cool um, falling apart vibe, without uh, falling into without like leaning into like kind of like cacophony. Right, where you, where like all of a sudden the things aren't lining up, right? Right, I know what you mean. Yeah. And 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 there and the, the the pitch the pitch gets a little off and stuff like that. But it everything like moves away from the center, so to speak. Yeah. But it does it in a way that the center still holds. And it yeah. kind of so it. <clears throat> It's a very, it was a very sort of unique sensation to get from music. Totally. I get that sensation. I hadn't really thought about it that directly, but you're totally right. It does do that. Because there, there's other examples of of music that like just kind of like, oh, it's just, we're just going to just go off the rails. And you just kind of go into like noise scapes right. kind of thing, which is which is its own type of thing and it, just, and it is effective. And this yeah. doesn't do that, but it kind of, you know, it almost reminds, so there's like this Charles Mingus quote where he talks about that him and his uh, he's talking about the relationship between how he plays bass to how his drummer plays drums. And he says that we have a way of playing where um, neither one of us are playing the beat or playing the time. One of us might be ahead one of us might be behind and that's constantly shifting as to who is ahead or who is behind. But in between where we are is a steady line. Right. That is the time. Right, right, right. And so the time, one quote, is existing in the negative space that's balanced by the phrasing awesome. of the musicians. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah. And so that's kind of what that this piece of music when it sort of gets all warbly kind of yeah. reminded me of is it because it's it still, it's still, it still maintains its effectiveness and its forward movement because these things that are falling in and out are almost doing it in sort of a symmetric way so that, yeah. <laughs> you know, like this is a little ahead of this is a little behind this, this, this is a little pitch this way, but this is a little pitch, you know, and the other way that it doesn't, you know, it doesn't just sound like something's wrong. It right. sounds like there's just this, you know, this like sort of, you know, like cook, like a swirling, like it's an ebb and flow. 
It sounds know. like there's intentionality behind it still. Well, it's you not can just going off the rails. Well, you could intentionally go off the rails. Well, yeah, but then you're just like doing whatever. But it, it's like cycles of cycles, right? Yeah. That's like it's like it's like you have your um in physics, in wave physics, there's a concept called group velocity. And so it's like you have your wave, but then you sort of have an overarching wave that's kind of encompassing all of the smaller waves. Mm-hmm. Right, okay. so uh, a larger envelope, if you will, right, and so it's kind of like that aspect. Gotcha. Um, but uh, but yeah, cool, cool fucking music. Yeah. Uh, all right. So the last one. Or is there anything else you want to say about that? <laughs> I mean, I could fucking talk about the game for hours. That all game's right. amazing. So well, then let's no. then let's move on. No one wants to. <laughs> This, clearly, this is not the place <laughs> to, to, to hear anyone talk for hours. Nope. Um, okay, so this fucking gravity dance. Gravity nope. slam. No, nope. keep gravity nope. durst. Get, you're getting there. Gravity, gravity durst. Gravity Fred durst. <laughs> gravity rush. Yeah, there you go. Rush. Gravity rush. Rush. Gravity rush Limbaugh. All right. Um, this music's weird, uh, but it's weird in a very interesting way. This is very, very involved music, hmm. and I don't. I spent some time trying to. I was like, I have to figure out how this music was like, <laughs> <clears throat> because this music more so than any of the other music. It has a uh, conducted feel to it. Totally. Yes. And I was trying to I was trying to find credits. Like I wanted to find a list of fucking musicians. Okay. Right? Couldn't fucking find it. Because it's probably whatever where the where those credits exist, but they're probably in Japanese. Yeah. Um they're not on the Eng- English Google. No. I almost bought this soundtrack when I was in Japan because it had come out earlier that year. Uh but I neglect I passed it in order to buy the Nier Automata soundtrack <laughs> while I was in Japan, which was fucking cool. Well, there you go. And, and I bought it at uh, the Tower Records in, in Shibuya, and when you got it there, they gave you a bonus disc, which had remixes of the Nier songs in 8-bit. What? Because there are parts of the game where you go into the hacking, and it, it just flows seamlessly into an 8-bit version of the track oh, wow. that it's already playing, which is fucking awesome. And then oh. they give out these bonus discs if you bought it uh, within like a certain time from release or whatever. Oh, that's And I right. happened to be there when they did it. Oh, it's fucking rad. It's fucking cool. That's rad. So, anywho, yeah. Uh, all Japanese. The the con- the uh, composer, I think, is the only one who's really named anywhere. Yeah. Yeah, that's the only name I could find. And um, yeah, because it, it has the feeling of like, like, like a big <clears> – <throat> If stylistically, it has the feeling of like the Monsters Inc. soundtrack. <laughs> that, 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 yeah, yeah. That's sort of like the biggest. That that's the best example that I can think of of sort of a big budget Hollywood soundtrack that still ha- that that has that um, like 1950s or 60s uh, kind of compositional vibe, but yeah. with like a big Hollywood budget of like you could imagine, like oh, there's like fucking, there's like thirty people in this fucking room being recorded at the same goddamn time. Right, right. And I don't know that that's. I mean, 
I think that, that I think that it is. Okay. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that it is. Okay. Uh which, yeah. how fucking ambitious is that for a fucking video game? That's a lot of money. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of a weirdly ambitious game in some ways. Uh, like the dude who headed up create creative director, I guess, on this game is the guy who like invented the Silent Hill franchise. Okay. Which you would have never expected nope. to look at it. Um, but uh, yeah. Pretty fucking cool. So the gameplay is is like that you can control gravity. Yep. Now, is that just your own? Yes. What? No, actually. Okay. It, anything close enough to you, it, like it doesn't make much sense really. But if you're standing in a group of people and you hit the gravity button and you lose gravity, basically you just start floating mm -hmm. and then you can choose where to go. Anyone close enough to you will also be caught in that. Okay. Or, or objects like boxes, dogs, okay. whatever the fuck. Okay. Uh, and if you shoot off in a direction, because basically with the way it works is you release gravity and then you look in a direction and you re-engage it and that's gravity now. Oh. That's the way you fall. So it's like propelling you in Re that direction. Exactly. That's the oh, new okay. down for you essentially. Oh, okay. And so anything caught in that goes with you. Fascinating. Or you can pick shit up and throw it also. Yeah, 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 so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, or you can like use it to give yourself more gravity and slide along the ground. Right, right, uh, right. And then some parts of the gameplay, you'll see uh, she's wearing like white pieces of gear mm -hmm. and those give you moon gravity essentially. Oh, So you're nice. like floaty and stuff. And then there's another set that's orange and it's like, I think it's Jupiter gravity. And nice. it's way more. Nice. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I've experienced lunar gravity, you know. Hmm. Experienced uh, lunar gravity myself. <laughs> I'm I'm a bit of a lunar gravitist, <laughs> gravitationalist myself. Nice. No, no, I did I did some shit with NASA and, and wrote yeah. on the vomit comet and all that. So yeah, hell yeah, lunar gravity is a trip. It's a sixth, I believe, of Earth's gravity. So yeah, I mean it's 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 kind of what it's you can jump real high. <laughs> um, it's a trip. Was it like? Were you able to be? Was there enough to weigh you down? Still? Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, there, so, the, so, okay. So, I talk about this thing like other people know what the fuck I'm talking about. <laughs> <clears throat> so, yeah, no, there is a program at NASA. I'm assuming that it's still going on, but it's called like, you know, Reduce Gravity Flight Opportunity Student Program, whatever, or something. And the regs, the Regagapasops. Yeah, okay. Got it. Regagapasops. The classic acronym. And, um, so yeah, uh, undergraduate uh, STEM students can, you know, make these proposals for experiments to run in microgravity, uh, zero gravity, zero Gs, right? Mm -hmm. And so, if you make all these proposals, it gets accepted. You get to go down to Ellington Field, and you get on a plane, you know, affectionately known as the Vomit Comet, and it, um, and so what it does is it uh, has a parabolic flight pattern. And so, you know, it cruises, and then it, it essentially just sort of shuts the engines off. Oh, wow. And you're just in free fall for 30 seconds. Holy shit, I didn't realize that. And so the, 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 the physics of it is, since everything around you is accelerating at the same rate, you're effectively weightless. Right. And so you can do your... You can do your experiment 
as if it's in microgravity. It just has to be, you know, in a 30 second interval, right? So you get to experience microgravity and, and it does like 30 or whatever parabolas. Okay. Or whatever. So, you know, like, and so, you know, like, <laughs> it, it when microgravity hits, <laughs> you feel, because you're sitting, right? You know, and you're, you're like. When the microgravity hits. Right. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, um, like, you can feel your organs, like, kind of go into a new equilibrium. Oh, fuck. Like, inside of you, right? You're like, like, it's like, I think, I think my liver just moved. <laughs> and, and, like, everything kind of goes, like, just, just a little. Yeah, yeah. Just a little. But it's, it's, it's unlike anything I've ever felt before. And you really, while you're in microgravity, you really feel Newton's three laws. Like, so... Um, especially the third law. So Newton's third law is that, you know, um, if you act, if you act on an object with a force, then that object will act on you with an equal and opposing force. Mm -hmm. You know, for every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction, right? That's the, the clean, the, the quick yeah. cliff notes way to say it. Um, that law is very, very difficult to understand. Um, because it, it's it's because of the prepositions, right? It's all about on, right? Like if I put a force on this table, the on table, then the table puts a force on me, right? right. That makes it really. But in microgravity, you can really, really feel that because you push on a wall, and now you're just moving, right? And you're gonna keep moving until something else acts on you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and if you're not paying attention, that's going to be a person. <laughs> and you know, yeah. Um and and so yeah, so there's there's all those types of things that are happening and then like every 30 seconds there's a dude at the front that you'll hear yell, "Feet down!" <laughs> because oh. you're fixing to because you're fixing to go you know, you're fixing to hit the bottom of that parabola and you're going to go from 0 g's to 2 g's. Right. On the up, on the uptick. So you gotta like get your feet down, and then you lay down. You lay down flat during the two G's, you know, because you don't want to be like, <sighs> you know. But like, wow. I had long hair at the time, and like my long hair and two G's, <laughs> just like plastered. <laughs> yeah, like it was. It was like the dirtiest <laughs> hair. It was like my hair was, is you know what I mean? It's yeah, yeah. how it felt, you know, like your hair was heavy, oh, wow. and um. But yeah, and then at the end, they do like kind of like some different gravities, like as a goof, right? Like they do lunar gravity a little and you do Martian gravity and stuff. Cool. Um, wow, I but, didn't realize that. But yeah, lunar gravity was very, very exciting because you're, you're, you're like, I, I, got, I, I, I don't know if I've ever felt that much like a little kid because <laughs> it was like, like, I like jumped once and it was like, whoom. And I was like, whoa, it's. And I, you know, and like someone cool. had to grab me and be like, calm down. Right, right, right. Um, so, uh, but yeah, really, really. That's I, very cool. I'm, I'm, I'm super, I feel super. I haven't thought about that in a long time. I did that a long time ago. But yeah, man, it was super rad. It was, it was a lot of fun. Hell but, yeah. Uh, but yeah, like, uh, so, you, you know, you, you meant, you're talking about the, the gameplay here, right? Of this game. So, is also interesting too what you're talking about like being able to kind of like point right yeah. gravity right like um 
so there's something so the in, there's an interesting thing about about gravity as a force compared to other forces. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's pretty analogous to the electro electromagnetic or electromotive force. You know, it's an inverse square law. It's uh, um, it's inversely proportional to the square of the distance, right? Mm-hmm. So, if you're twice as far apart, the forces uh, quarter, right? If you're three times as far apart, then it's a ninth, so on and so forth. But the difference is that for uh, electrical electric particles, you have a positive and negative, right? So, it, mm-hmm. you can have attraction or repulsion. Gravity is only attraction. But if it just so happened that there was like sort of negative, like you had like positively charged mass or negatively charged mass, you could you could have, you know, you could have like gravity cannons or, right. you know what I mean? Like you could have like not just because gravity only attracts, right? All masses attract all other mass. Yeah. Um, every, every piece of mass, every, every piece of, you know, matter here in this, uh, room is attract, it has, is attracting every other single piece of matter. Yeah. Just too weak to do anything about it. Right. Right. Versus the other forces that are acting on it. Oh, well, and then the other forces that are acting are just at such short range, you know, like the atomic, the strong nuclear force and the, you know, um, but gravity is all attractive. You know, but if you if there was a, you know, a repulsive character to it, like you can have with a positive and a positive charge, right? right. You know, like that would should be different, yo. <laughs> so that's that, that you know, if, if you wanted to try to like like watching the gameplay, you know, it's like it's 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 you know, if you wanted to try to like unpack how would you know how would this be possible? It's like someone's right. It's like someone's got like a negative. Someone's walking around with some like negative gravity particles <laughs> or something, you know? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I had thought about that. That's pretty fucking cool, though. So, uh, but yeah, it's kind of, kind of, kind of funny to think about. Um, yeah. I, 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 I was uh, going to be a physicist in a former life. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, but this, this music is so eclectic and wild, but really, really organic. And that's what really stands out because a lot of the all, all this music on all these places is really great, but this one feels so organic. Yeah, M- way, way more than all the others. I, I feel. I mean, there's probably some stuff in there, but you know. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, like, like the second track has fucking timbales in it and violin. Yeah. And the. F- and then the violin is is almost like using phrasing that's sort of similar to like a like a like I was like is that an Indian music because I mean you do hear Indian you do hear violin or like that timbre that approach it's not a violin I'm forgetting the name of the instrument but that kind of approach in you know yeah but I was like I'm getting like Indian vibes and there's fucking timbales in here this is weird <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. it works and it feels very organic too and that's so novel. Yeah, and it, like if you look at the sort of location that that part of the game is happening in, because each each one of these parts of like the game world has its own soundtrack like that. Okay. And it's meant to be sort of really like, uh, is it like a lot of bright colors, a lot of sunlight, a lot of like, sort of a carefree attitude, mm-hmm. is what that's sort of trying to get across. Uh, and then you go to the other parts, 
where it's like the sort of dumpy airships and you get the acoustic, the sort of melancholy. Okay. And that goes with that. And you go to the part that's like fucking lifestyles of the rich and famous, these huge mansions, and you get the saxophone. Okay, is that... Oh, right? rad, rad. Okay. So they, they oh, have, they're okay. very thematically okay. themed. <laughs> okay. That, like, like, so, yeah, so, like, the instruments, like, the style seems relatively consistent. Um, like this sort of, like, halfway big band slash Latin slash kind of thing, you know? Yeah, but the voicings are meant to be, like, reflective of the right. locations. Absolutely. Right, 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 right. That's, that's interesting. Um, I love that stupid fucking saxophone in that, in that track. Yeah, oh, dude. It's band. so big and dumb and, like, yeah, I can just imagine, like, a Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous, like, thing happening man when you can do some big dumb saxophone <laughs> oh. in the right way there's really nothing better <laughs> yeah it's just oh. do you ever listen to that band uh, it's a synthwave band called uh what midnight or like the midnight probably but okay it doesn't ring a bell okay they're <laughs> like I, I i don't for whatever reason i got into one of their records and we was listening to it in the car and allison was like why I don't know if I'm listening to Kenny G or The Weeknd. <laughs> um, well, <laughs> I was like, that's spot on. Um, yeah, but the, the, so the music though, it didn't seem like it just <laughs> sunk, <laughs> synced, <laughs> sink, sank, sunk. It didn't sunk up. It, it, like when I was watching the gameplay. Like, it just seemed like, oh, this is just a really cool song that's playing while the game is happening. Mm-hmm. Like, it did, there felt like there was kind of a disconnect there. Mm-hmm. Most of those, not all of them, but most of them are those songs that play during those areas. Though. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Okay, so so the, the songs are, are, like, per area, but not necessarily. Like, the music isn't reacting to the gameplay within the area. No, nah, it's reacting just... to the environment, if you want to think of it like that, yeah. Got it. Okay. Uh... But, uh, yeah, but also, like, you, the things that you do in those areas also reflect that, so it all it all does play into... Like, in the, in the saxophone area, you're fucking doing stupid chores for rich people that they don't want to do. <laughs> in in the In the shitty slum area, you're, like, yeah. helping people who are, like down their luck with stuff okay that sort of okay thing. i guess that it um i'm just not used to hearing music that's this fucking involved hmm. um and so it's pretty rare to be fair so so it it seemed like it was kind of incongruous with the rest of it whereas yeah 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 you know normally you would just have like sort of some rhythmic ambient motif or something like that and then this is like a full-on you know, big band chart with with varying instrumentation and shit like that, and right. You know, like yeah, you're right about that. Actually, it's it's not all that common to have, uh, especially like composed tracks like that, right? Especially right. with a live orchestra playing, like yeah. So yeah, 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 yeah. Because that's just it, it, like it it lends the game as you're playing it a very like. You said, you said Monsters, Inc. Or like a very, like, Pixar sort of feel. Like a, a very, like, yeah. animated film feel. Right. And it's... So. Because you... I mean, like I said, that shit's expensive. <laughs> yes. Because, you know, musicians who can read those charts and then... Just musicians who can read those charts <laughs> <laughs> with a lot of practice are rare. 
but the guys that can read that and 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 lay down something that's like studio quality like oh no i can read this and interpret it and what i'm going to play is going to be like you know stylistically you know metrically melodically harmonically uh perfect um you know you're gonna be paying for that yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. and and how long is the soundtrack for this one uh, actually, don't have it, but I think it's probably about two hours long. Fuck, it's, it's so much. Music. It's pretty long, yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna find out that like this dude, he's like, no, 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 I did that all myself. I just have a, a drum set and a violin, and I faked everything else. <laughs> you couldn't tell this shit was programmed. Yeah, 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 yeah. Me and Peter Steele got together, and <laughs> per- perfected this shit. Perfected like fucking. <laughs> the idea that someone writing like a Japanese composer was like, I know who I need. I need a six foot four dude, dude from fucking Brooklyn. I would not be surprised if you look back in the mid nineties, late nineties, and Peter Steele was to some group of of Japanese creatives like idolized, because that shit happens. Like, you just look at this weird dude who's like, this dude's awesome. This is what we want. Okay. I, I would bet money on that it happened. I don't know that it did, but I would put money down on it. You're like, but I don't know that it didn't. Yeah, I hope it did. Oh. So. Ratty waddies, man. Yeah, uh, so that's that's video games. Right. You're, you're caught up. <laughs> all, all, all of it, it's done. You didn't need to get into them all at all. You just, you, yeah. just, you came to the right place. Cool. And so uh, four <laughs> four parts of video game music. Over, um, over a 30 year span. We can put the controller down for a while now. <laughs> Yank the plug. Um, so, is there anything, anything you want to add? Um, Shit, I don't know. Uh, no, nothing in particular. <laughs> like I can, I, fuck, I could talk about the shit for days. Uh, I know too much stupid nonsense, but also I really love it. So, whatever. Fair enough. Yeah. Well, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm really. This is really cool because I don't, I don't feel like I would have. This was a cool way for me to um, appreciate this world that I know so little about, and giving me like a way in because of, of which is music, right? Like right. Here, here's a pathway into me, um, without me having to, you know, play all these games. Yeah. In a, and right. we'll play them in a meaningful way. Like, okay, yeah, I could play like fucking 20 minutes of each one of these fucking things. But, but what am I going to get from that, right? right? But also if you are if you came to video games just generally like looking for good, interesting music, you're how are you going to go about finding it? You're not really. Right. Like right. it would be impossible. Right. Uh, like even most of the shit that I found is not known for its music. Right. It's just like, yeah, man, I, the thing I love about death metal the most really is the poetry. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> right, the symbolism. Yeah, I mean, there's good lyrics in there somewhere, sure. sometimes by somebody. But, but you that's gotta, not, you gotta dig. That's not what you're. That's that's uh, not what brings you there. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um. Like no, no one, no one is like looking at like. Well, there's a new Call of Duty coming out, and I saw the trailer sort or whatever, but I'm a little skeptical. The music seemed a little canned. Little like they're phoned in, in a little bit, you know. Phoned in on the music. I just don't know if I'm gonna get the new Call of Duty guys. Yeah, I didn't really feel like I was back in Afghanistan for the fifth year in a row. 
they just did the silly funny. Oh god. Um. So. Yeah, that's that. That's that. All right. Uh, well, 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 we'll be back. Almost just a second shy of three hours. Or five minutes shy of three hours. That seems to be our sweet spot. I guess, yeah. Whatever reason. Well, just shit comes up at the, at the beginning there, and you got to talk about this movie for an hour, or you got to talk about the Foo Fighters for an hour, or fucking whatever happens. <laughs> yeah, I keep, I, yeah, I, I, I was like, this is it, this is this one's definitely going to be two hours, and then when you and then, never think that, never. and then when you were like, Let's talk about a movie, and I was like, he's going to say, don't look up. Man. I fucking know it. Here it comes. Oh, we yep, there it is. He said it just like I thought he would. Oh, shit. This is definitely going to be three hours. Oh, <laughs> shit.